This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, for this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Here we are with our last ever discussion of a Series 3 story. Would you believe? Yeah, it's uh, again. It feels like the end of another era, doesn't it? Mm, mm. We, so what? We've got Blake left. What other episodes have we got? Left? That's the That's only uh, other it. episode left is Blake. Plus, oh no, when we do our Cali episode, we're going to oh, yes, uh, yeah. look at Time Squad. You know, That's her true, first yes. story, which we we never deliberately never looked at the Cali bit. So after there. this, we've we've got one more episode, one more real complete episode. Yeah. And then we're do. into major characters on wow. the uh, slide down towards episode 100. Yes. It's yes. all down here from now on. It, down it is. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're saying goodbye to season three today, yeah. aren't we? Mm. Yeah, bye-bye season three. You it's the okay. terminal. It's yeah. the terminal stop of season three. Yeah. It is. Everybody off. The bus is getting cleaned. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Now, this story, Terminal, do you remember watching it for the first time? I do, yes. Yeah, I remember it. I remember because... Um, there was a big thing on Terry Wogan at the time about Bring Back Blake. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. remember. Yep. And uh, this was certainly either mentioned before or after it, but we certainly sat and watched it. And uh, it was like so much excitement because it's Blake back. It's Blake. He's got a beard. Ah! And it was, uh, I remember being a bit disappointed when they said, oh, you know, Blake's dead. It was a bit, it was a bit akin to um, when they told you that Greg had died in Survivors. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, oh, he died off screen. Oh. It's, it's, I can clearly remember watching it and just, I think it was a case with me of, you know, I love seasons one and two and then I carried on watching because I love these characters yeah. and I love the, the you, you know, the setup of the show. But throughout season three, just becoming more and more disappointed by what I was seeing. But then you find yeah. out Blake is coming back. Yeah. Right. And I can distinctly remember watching this one being, you know, appalled that Blake is actually dead. And then the Liberator is destroyed and Zen dies. And I can clearly remember the upset of Zen's dying words and then seeing the Liberator blow up. And on top of that, we also now know that Blake is dead. And it's like, shit. Yeah. Well, I I was expecting at the time, I was expecting them to find some sort of cop-out way, a bit like uh, seasons one and two, where they deliberated, didn't actually get destroyed or it re-amalgamated. And I, I was so shocked when season four eventually came around and it was like, oh, no Liberator. I honestly mm. thought it would, they'd find some way back. But weirdly, I think because back then there wasn't the behind-the-scenes knowledge of, of how TV shows were made. So I, I, I didn't really get, because I was watching it each week, I didn't get the the, the feeling that, that season one and two had ended and season three was totally different. You could tell that the stories felt different, but you didn't really know why and you couldn't put your finger on mm. it. As far as I was concerned as a kid, it was all Blake seven. It was all official. It was all made by the same people. You know, I just, I, I naively believed that like it was the same cameraman, the same director, the same, <laughs> like they just filmed them all in one go sort of thing. Um, so I never really got the impression that, that, something had fundamentally changed 
but I did with season four. Mm. I it was such a jarring. Well, you change. were a year older yeah. then. Though. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, and I'd, I'd just getting into like Doctor Who fandom big time. Mm-hmm. So I think my I was I was ravenously sort of trying to work out how because naively at the time I, I wanted a, a job making telly programs. You, know, you get to that point where you go, I'll just troop down to the BBC and get a job. So I was ravenously. Well, that's what I did. Through. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah. I talked to Matt, I don't know if I told you, I said to Matt Irvin about that, about, oh, right. you, you know, about my rejection letter from BBC Special Effects. And he said, oh, no, that, that wouldn't have been me. That was like summer 81. He said that would have been Jim Francis and oh, right. Steve Lavelle, you know. I thought he was going to say, he goes, oh, that Eric. Oh, you're him. Yeah. <laughs> I am yeah, sorry. Your, your kits were rubbish, mate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, before we get into talking about it, I'll just say, um, you know, this might be a lengthy episode because audio clip wise, um, they're going to be quite lengthy, the audio clips. Because the the actual uh, talking about the character ain't going to be very long, is it? No, no. I've, I've forgotten how little she does in it. She's not in it much, is she? No. Uh, she's not in it much. But yeah, this is a very important story. You've got very important things happening in it. You've got some cracking dialogue in it. And oh, yet again, yeah. it's like, how can I cut this audio clip down? Answer, I can't. So uh, yeah, this yeah. yeah. if you're going to make a casserole, if you want to make a dinner rather than just tea, yeah. this might just be one for you. On. Just put a whole yeah. episode Yeah, on. put that and this. And uh, yeah, you can decorate a room. If you yeah, want, if, listener, could. if you want to do something like that, yep. Especially if you've got lots of buckets of slime, you could decorate it like the Liberator, couldn't you? Buckets of slime, we'll be talking about that shortly, won't we? All right, yeah. okay, so, um, all right, then we'll, we'll, we'll kick this off, shall we? And, um, yeah, so we start off and we've got Avon on the flight deck. Yes, brooding Avon. Brooding Avon, covering his eyes up. Mm. Do you think this is meant to mean something, other than that just, he's tired? I think it's just sort of arty that, you know, he's... He's blind to the future, sort of thing. That's that's what I took it to. That he's he's not seeing, which he's not. He's he's not he's not thinking about this. Is he's he's acting on emotion. Yes. And this it seems to be whenever Avon acts on emotion, things go disastrously wrong. Mm-hmm. All right. Think. Well, I watched this twice. I watched it right. regular, make notes, and I watched it with the audio commentary. Yeah. Well, I I watched it. So I watched it with Anne. We went. Yeah, we sat in bed and we thought, I said, I got need to watch Blake 7. She goes, I'll put it on. And she got thoroughly into it. And then at the end of it, she goes, um, well, let's watch the next one. So, oh, Rescue Season 4. Yeah, yeah, I want to watch the next one. So, Was that so jarring she, to watch one and then the yeah, other? Yeah, she, she asked why it looks cheaper. And it's like, mm. Mm, Season 4. But um, she loved Terminal. She thought it was one of the best episodes she'd seen. So. It certainly is up there, isn't it? Up onto your list there, yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right, on the audio, um, you've got Jacqueline Pierce. Yes. uh, Who's always entertaining on audio commentary. And when you first see Paul Darrow with his hands over his eyes, she goes, darling, look at you. You And Paul Darrow, he's on the commentary as well. He says he didn't like that outfit. And it's not a very flattering outfit for him, is it? No, Anne said that... um... That's the, her least favourite. She's cinnamon. She thought it was. It it descended into um, uh, sort of lost in space, space opera type stuff. It it, it is looked, very lost yeah. in space. Yeah. She said it's, it was so, someone's like someone that doesn't know science fiction's idea of a futuristic costume, and it's like, yeah, that's spot on. I think. Yeah, I think we can say that about the people we're going to see on the planet yes, as well. Whole, yeah, but... this is weird, isn't it? Because the whole 
a lot of the design on this is awful, mm. but it's but still the, a good episode. But as I've said time and time again, I'm sorry to keep repeating it. On audio, it's fabulous. On my oh, C90, yeah. this was great. I love no, I love this story. Yeah, no blonde Mary Quant wigs on audio, is there? No, no, no. no. So, so yeah, there he is. They're on schedule to arrive at a rendezvous p- point. Yes. And uh, and he sits down, looking tired and 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 worn out. And uh, so we go to the teleport bay. That was it. Go on, you've got her. What are you waiting for? Well, I'm not sure. It's risky. Make the move. You'll wipe her out. Are you sure you can't read my mind, Kelly? Of course I can't. Even if I could, I wouldn't. That would be cheating. Go on, make the move. Take my word for it. Remember, I play this game right up to galactic master standards. All right, if you're sure. Just do it. Trust me. Let's see you get out of that, then. My game in 9,721 moves. Galactic master. Thanks a lot. Wasn't my fault. Kelly responded with the wrong move. If she made the right one, she'd have lost that game. Do you want another? Why not? There's nothing else to do. What are you all doing in here? Keeping out of Avon's way. He's not much fun at the moment. Aren't you supposed to be on watch? Avon's doing it. Still, he's been on that flight deck more than 30 hours now. I offered. He said he was handling things and would I please leave? No, that's not true. He didn't say anything. He yelled. Told me to get out and stay out. Same with me. And me. What the hell is he up to? Why don't you ask him? Why don't I do that? Rather you than me. Watch yourself. Where, where we see, for the very last time, I guess, uh, the, this game of Space Monopoly. Yeah, Space Monopoly. Quite obviously Space Monopoly. Weird that they're playing this on a teleport. Is there nowhere else on the Liberator that's like a... What happened that, to the yoga room? That was a suggestion of mine. Is mm. Right, you've been ordered off the flight deck by yeah. Avon. Is this the only place you can think of to actually play Space yeah. Monopoly? Go in one of your bunk rooms or something. I mean, we know why. That was the only other set that I'd struck that week. But well, well, yeah, well, the, the bunk presu- room? Uh... Yeah, presumably, because we'll talk about this later, but... but Everybody thought this is the end of Blake yes. Seven. So presumably, yes, the other sets have been struck. They've been yeah, destroyed. Gone. The yeah. only two that you need are the flight deck and the teleport yep. bay. So therefore, the rest must be gone by now. Yeah, you know? or you're resting a skip somewhere. Yeah, the picnic table was gone. Yeah. You know, the clear acetate map of the universe that they had chucked the unco- away. The uncomfortable bunks. <laughs> the uncomfortable yeah. bunks. Yep, yep, yep. That that wall that. of Tarrant's posters. Yeah, all all ripped up and gone. Yeah. Yes. So there they are. They're playing Space Monopoly, and this is really the only piece of humour you have in the whole story, isn't it? Yes. Uh, with yeah. Villa tutoring Dane on how to win. The only bit of sort of whimsy in the entire thing. It is. It is. Um, and it is quite entertaining you know Villa's good you know she made the wrong move if she yeah. had made the right move she would have lost that game you know um, all good Villa stuff yeah um, good good Villa gets some good stuff and uh, he's the uncredited hero at the end isn't he I'm 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 surprised you know with this story you know how much I enjoy this story and it's definitely up there I mean it'll be um, you know episode 100 um, when uh, when we reveal all about what our favourites are. But I enjoy this so much, I, I, I forget. And it's a horrible thing to say, but I, I forget. It's not Chris Boucher writing it. It's Terry Nation. Terry Nation. Well, is well, it? Well, <laughs> I was going to say, or is it Terry Nation with embellishment from Chris Terry Boucher? Terry Nation probably supplied on the back of a napkin 
a couple of paragraphs saying, uh, have Blake in it again. Have Blake back. He was good. I like Blake. Oh, mm. get rid of the shit. <laughs> yeah. Because Where's my I... check? That would yes. be Termination's contribution. Because no, I we... might be maligning him. He might have written it all. I don't know. Mm. doesn't feel like his stuff, though. It doesn't. And I'll tell you what, I, why I think, where I think there is Terry Nation stuff is, you know, we have said before, he wasn't happy about Michael Keating's portrayal of Villa. No. But this Villa we're going to see later on in the story is more back to the way back Villa, yes. much more serious. The the jokiness is gone. And I think towards the end, we see the real Villa. And I'm wondering if that's Terry Nation's writing. You know, Could he's be, deliberately yeah. writing Villa the way he always wanted Villa to be. Yeah, which is good because Villa's the only one that twigs what's going on. He twigs that it's the end of the Liberator well before it is. And mm. he he's trying to work out a way to get himself saved. Mm. You know, and then at the end, when he, he rescues Orak. You know, it, it, this is yeah. This is this is clever, clever villa coming through. And coming I'm, through I'm, I, I'm just wondering, maybe that could is be, Terry yeah. Nation. Could, could, Terry, be. Yeah. could be, yeah. All right. Well, Tarrant comes in in the most god awful outfit. Oh, that bad, yeah. outfit, jeez, with that belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like you know, well, Top yeah. Shop belt, isn't I it? I said to Anne, I said, "What do you think of his belt?" She went, "It's horrible. It's awful." <laughs> it's, yeah, I've always hated that belt. It just. It, it is. It's the belt. Yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. look manly at all, does it? It's, it's, it's a Top Shop. It's yeah. something from Top Shop. It's something you know, back in the seventies, what you know, a twelve-year-old girl would choose to wear. Yes, yeah. So Blimey. ideal for talent. <laughs> and he's got those shoulder pads with all the yes. studs on them. Studs don't do, work. Not on talent. No, it has to be said though. I don't know whether he, I, he's just his 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 bluntness has won me over or worn me out. But I quite like talent in this one. I'd li- I like get where he says uh, where he says uh, you know, Villa says something like Avon, I'll have a go at you, and he says something like that. That'll be good to see or something. I I like his bravado, and I like he's he's fairly competent in this. Really, Taron yeah. is the only hero in yeah. this story, isn't he? He is do he he is yeah. the hero of this story. Yeah, do he doesn't do an Terry awful Nation, lot. Do you know, and that's another Terry Nation holdover that he's basically written him as he would have written Blake. Mm. Well, and, you know, we had this yeah. more, more likable. Yeah. Well, we did, we had the Blake replacement of the captain, who was going to be older yeah. and more serious. So again, it might be Terry Nation going back to you know his initial concept. Wouldn't it be weird if uh, if we've been wrong all this time? And it's actually all the bits we like are Terry Nation, and all the bits of silliness are Chris Boucher. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think but, so. No. But you're right. That I've never thought of that. That this could be. It could be the we're we're thinking it's a well crafted story arc type thing of the characters getting back to it and then it's not it's just terry nation was by this point unfamiliar with what had happened what, what to had the happened. characters yeah, yeah 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 well he was all up for um going off to america at this point yes. wasn't he yeah i i think that you, you know later on when avon says you know the liberator will take you to califron califron sounds a bit like california yeah that's you true, know yeah. which is where he ended up that might be a little in joke yeah. from uh terry nation you know yeah, yeah. And they're all really good in this scene. You know, when he comes in, what's going on? You know, Avon wants it. He's been there 36 hours, you know, and why don't you go and ask him, you know, and Callie's like, rather the, you than me, you know? Yes, yeah. No, it's really good. It's it's like, there's no, there's not one duff performance in this episode, I don't think. No. Which no. is saying something, because we, 
even some of the best episodes, you get the occasional embarrassing performance. Mm. No, no, they were all good. I mean, Dana, yet again, she's barely given anything to do, yeah. and, and, and she's basically asking questions most of the she time. She doesn't embarrass herself, and I think no, that's, that's not all that, we can ask. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, you, you know, we've watched this story countless times. We know what's coming up, but yeah. when, we, we, when we first see Avon talking to Tarrant, he's actually quite civil. Yeah. He says he's tired, but he w- would like to be alone for a little while longer. And that's when Tarrant realises that they've changed course. Are we still on course for yeah. whatever? No. Um, and that's where, at that point, that's when Avon starts to go off the boil. Um, yeah, because I think Tarrant, if, he, if, if they hadn't found out he'd gone off, gone off course, I think Tarrant would have gone back to the teleport yes. and said, I've sorted him out. Yeah, he yeah, would have yeah. been full of pride. But yeah, it, again, really good nice scene between them and it's nice that Avon snaps like he does mm. like you say he's very civil to start with do you mind sort of thing he's asking he's not telling and then but the minute he's questioned yeah 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 he, he, he said because Tarrant says doesn't he I always just supposed to sit there and let this happen it's yeah. like that's exactly what you're going to do you and the others owe me and yeah. I'm calling in the debt you know yeah yeah and and Stephen Pace is really really good. He's yeah, really good. Yeah. If it wasn't for that terrible outfit, you well, know, you're just looking at that belt buckle. You do all going, the what? time. Did he say something then? He, t- yeah. he says something important. Never mind. Look at that buckle. Yeah. I tell you what. What's funny on the audio commentary? You know that 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 ran away all the way through this. And you know, lovey speak is rampant yeah. on the audio commentary. Stevie Pacey. He's called Stevie Pacey. Stevie. Oh, Stevie Pacey. And Peter Tudnam is called Tudders. Tudders. Tudders and Stevie Pacey, yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear, yes. So they arrive at this rendezvous point, but there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah. Um, the nearest planet is Disintastra, which was mentioned yeah, in that mark it, yeah. of pain. Yeah. yeah it, that's Dockerley's planet. That's it, yeah. Disintastra. When they mention it, it was like, yay. I do like they say 360-degree sweep, and they, they do about 30 degrees, and then go, there's nothing there. It's like, it mm. could be behind you. Yeah, no, but before we get to the, uh, before that, oh, no, no, it is after that. Sorry, forgive me. Um, He wonders out loud, loud, Avon does, doesn't he? Why here? Why have you brought me here? And he almost starts to spill the beans to Tarrant. Yeah, he's going to tell him. He's going to tell him. Yeah, he said, I first heard the signal. If Zen hadn't interrupted and said that the call sign has started, what do you think Avon is going to say? Is he actually going to say, I've heard a signal from Blake. We're going to go and find Blake. I think that's what he would have said, because his worry is that they'll blunder in, a bit like he did, they'll blunder in without thinking. And I think he would have said, I, uh, I've i received a signal, it may be from Blake, it may not. We need to, you know what I mean? I think mm. he would, and that might have been a much, much better strategy for him than trying to do it alone. Yeah, because at the end, Serverland says, you know, you didn't tell the others you didn't think that they would go along. And he's like, no, they would. Of course they would. You yeah. know, if he said, I, I think I found Blake, especially Villa and Callie, yeah. they would have been all for it, wouldn't they? Because Servalan also says, and of course, you didn't want to share his wonderful discovery. Mm. Avon sort of really out of character smiles and laughs. Nothing at all, he says. Yeah. 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 And uh, I don't like that. That's the only bit I think, yeah, that's overplayed slightly. Um, but I don't think Avon would, would have thought that no. i don't think he would have he would have shared it with the others i don't think avon's never been shown to be that sort of a dr smith style character mm. so it's a bit weird that one. 
I I was going to talk about this when you know Avon finally meets Blake, but yeah. Avon's got what he wants. Avon's got the Liberator, and I thought yeah. we had we, we had thought that you know he doesn't need Blake. I don't know what was in this message that he's getting from Blake about because he doesn't know. He says you found this thing that's going to make us rich and invincible. Yeah, but he doesn't know what they it are already is. rich and invincible. They exactly. They've got an invincible ship and they've got a storeroom full of money. They yeah. are already, as you say, rich and invincible. You know. Yeah. I, if if I, Avon... I think it's his guilt, isn't it? That's what. It's Here we go again. You know the Blake Avon relationship. If Avon truly hated Blake. He wanted to be free of Blake. He would never try and find Blake. And he's got this little thing dangled in front of him. Ooh, I'm over here, Avon. I've got something that'll make us rich and invincible. Is he that, you know, curious that he's going to do that? Well, I think I've said before, I I think Avon does hate Blake, but he hates him for the reasons are that he, Avon feels that Blake has the parts he hasn't got. He's got the idealism. He's got things. So I think Avon, Avon's convinced himself that he hates Blake. But I think deep down, he, I won't say he wants Blake's approval, but he he knows that Blake's got character elements that Avon wishes he had. Mm. Um, so I think, I think there's there's really hidden levels of guilt in mm. Avon. Yeah. Um, and this is what I think. I think it's almost it's, it's the. It's almost the 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 child desperate for approval from yes. the father that is constantly beating him. Yes, and and here he he, he has found out there is a chance that yeah, the father that is still that. alive. Yeah. yeah. So he needs to go and see. You know, he needs to find Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the green blob bit coming up that you were talking about. Yeah, this 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 call sign is is sent to the thing and it is it's just green blobs on the screen i don't know how he he is meant to read that but he says he'll comply doesn't he yeah because we never we've never seen writing like that anywhere else so i i think it's that's just a case of when they come to overlay that special effect they just put any old rubbish on it it it? is pretty rubbish isn't it yeah it it is pretty rubbish Uh, very badly done um and avon joins them in the teleport bay he doesn't know where the ship is going and uh, he goes off, and they go to the flight deck, but he's, uh, Avon's locked all the information from, from them. Zen won't tell them anything. This is, what, this is what dates the show, is the concepts, isn't it? That back then, the concept of a password-enabled file hmm. was unheard of. And so they're going, sneaky, how did he do that? Oh, my God, he's so good. <laughs> and you're thinking, what? My my emails have got passwords. It. We we didn't have that concept back then, no. and it's little bits like that where it occasionally throws you because it. I don't think it's aged that badly. Blake Seven, it's not. You get the the nineteen seventies sort of haircuts, and you get the nineteen seventies stuff, but the ideas behind it haven't aged that badly. But stuff like this, you, you suddenly go, oh, yeah, they didn't have computers, did they? Yeah, it's what you've said before. It's the technology yeah. that yeah. dates it, the not dates the stories, it. not the acting, not the way the f- show is made. It's the technology no. that's dating it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're off. They're heading towards some red disco yep. lights, um, which then says uh, there's fluid particles which are yes. uh, uh, charged with energy, so it's going to shake them about a bit. Um, this, this is the point where... Avon goes from you're you're sort of sympathetic to him at this point to where his sheer bloody mindedness 
kills them all, don't it? Destroys everything. This this is this almost directly leads to them all being killed in blood. Oh, this is totally where he yeah. cocks up. Totally yeah. where he cocks up because he says, "No, no, uh, we're not going to go round it. We're yeah. going to go straight through." And it's at that point that's when Tarrant pushes it a bit yeah. too far with this Avon. Let's be on the safe side and go around it. No, we stay on course. Now, look, this involves all of us. I can't think of a good reason why we should take any risks, and you're not about to give me one, are you? Zen recommendations. The consensus of computer systems favor a course deviation to avoid contact. In this environment, it is prudent to treat any unexplained phenomenon as potentially dangerous. Isn't that what I just said? With a brain like mine, who needs computers? Zen, maintain present course, no deviation, status one, subcategory Q, no countermand. Confirmed. That is it, Avon. I've had it. Either you tell us what it's all about or we're going to stop it. No, you're not. Nothing and nobody is going to stop it. You least of all. Now get out of my way and stay out of my way. You were lucky. He meant it. He was going to kill you. I got that impression myself. This and is the Quint moment, isn't it? Where, it is. Where and Brody, uh, where Richard Dreyfus and Brody say, uh, sort of say to him to slow the boat down, and it's not. He knows it's wrong. Yeah. But he can't. But back he's down. obsessed. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Obsessed. And this is Avon's obsession, because because all Avon needs to do was say to Zen, "How long will it, how long extra will it add?" And I'm sure it wouldn't have been that much. But yeah, sheer bloody mindedness, yeah. and he kills Zen and all of the rest because of it. You know, because and. Of it, yeah. And as I say, I don't think Tarrant was expecting it because he goes, that's it, I've had enough. You, you're either yeah. going to tell us all about it. And he goes, nope. <laughs> yeah. And that's when he pulls the gun, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and, well, it's, and, it, it's one of those, um, the way it's, that it's shot, that the gun pulling doesn't quite work because they're talking and then uh, Tarrant does a little, ooh, and looks down. Yes. And the gun's already there. And it's like, well, you must have seen him. Well, they're almost chest to chest. Yeah. There's no way he doesn't feel that gun yeah. in his gut, you know. But Paul Darrow. Perhaps he, perhaps he thought it was his cheap belt buckle digging in. <laughs> he was thinking, be. once I finish this conversation with Avon, I'm going to go and get I've got to rebuckle. Yes, yeah. yeah. But Paul Darrow, oh boy, you know, not, the way he delivers the lines mm. about, you know, nothing and nobody's going to stop it. You least of all. Yeah. Now get out of my way and stay out of my way. And that's when Tarrant looks down, doesn't he? Yes. And and he's brilliant. Stephen Placey looks appalled. Yeah. Jan Chappell, as, um, you know, Avon walks out. She looks appalled and says, you know, he meant it. And she would yeah. know out of anybody. Yeah. She's, well, she's the one who would know, know. Yeah, that's the feeling you get that she's uh, she's read his mind and knows that he was going to kill him. I do like Stephen Pace's shat himself look. Though. Yes, he that's does. He's, he's excellent. But, Stephen Pacey yeah. is excellent. You know, we, we, when he says... We don't it, say that very often, do we? No, no. Th those uh, words don't very often wet, no. uh, leave my lips. But uh, yeah, where he says, you know, about I got that feeling myself. Yeah. You can almost hear the gulp. Yeah, <laughs> here's a Tom and Jerry. Do you remember it when is, Tom yeah. or Jerry will do that comedy gulp? Yeah, uh, when they uh, realise that there's a they're in big doo doo. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the audio commentary, Paul Darrow says that the effects uh, guys gave him that gun. 
Yeah. Um, and he I didn't recognise t- it, did you? No, I think it was purpose made. I, yeah. I, I know Paul Darrow had a history of breaking props yes. and weapons, <laughs> so that and that one does look very sturdy. It looks it like does, solid, yeah. solid acrylic. It doesn't look very functional, but. Um, apparently they gave it to him who gave it to his nephew who then sold it. I think he okay. wanted to buy a record player or something. Wow. So, uh, yeah, somewhere, presumably, um, in the home counties, yeah. yeah, some some grown-up kid now yeah. owns a bit of uh, Blake 7 uh, history, yes. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're listening and own this pistol, let us know. Yes. I'll swap it for a record player. Yeah. Nice one. Wood finish. A, se- a 70s record yeah. player, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go through this cloud. Um, we've got this terrible yeah. top-of-the-top-style video effect of yeah. jittering the good. camera. No. Again, they, they just didn't have the money to film new effects. So this is sort of cobbled from existing Liberators, overlaid with cheap effect it's it's not good it's not it good work. it's not good um but they do go through they get out um zen says there's matter sticking to the yeah. hole uh we see it now i'm pretty sure that's some sort of like wok with no oil in it and they're and they're cooking cheese or something <laughs> it, it looks like bubbling be, yeah. cheese I on a hot like, plate or something i thought it was perhaps the you know like baking soda or something sprinkled over something and then just Spraying liquid on no, it. No, it looks like cheese to me. It yeah. looks, yeah, it, those horrible sandwich makers, those toasty makers. Yes, you know, yeah. you always get this gunk um, burnt it, onto it. You can I was never gonna say if you're if you're a sandwich maker, looks like the hull of Deliberator after it's gone through that cloud. I'm not coming around for tea. Sorry. <laughs> Do you think that's where they filmed it? It was the BBC canteen. It could be. Yeah, that might have been the uh, that would save money. Main choice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That was the, that 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 was the um, leftover after they had made lunch. Yeah. Yes, yeah. All right. So they arrive and uh, get the call sign, and they're on the edge of Sector Six. Yes. Delta Seven One Four is a blind sun. It has no planetary system at all. No planets. Then what's that? A cosmic conjuring trick? Zen, is that a planet? The object on scan was constructed by a consortium of United Planet scientists. 411 years ago, it was codenamed Terminal. Terminal? The records say she broke up. You've heard of it? Only as a historical curiosity. The intention was to build an artificial planet. It was sprayed with organic materials in the hope that it would naturalize and eventually create all the conditions to develop and sustain life. It was just a gigantic laboratory in a way. But she was originally positioned in solar orbit out towards Mars. So what's she doing out here? You tell me. I still haven't got over the fact that she exists. Zen, is there life on Terminal? Data banks do not have that information. Spectroanalysis indicates a breathable atmosphere and Earth-level gravity. Surface water and vegetation appear to be abundant. All right, so we found a long-lost planet. Now, if you want to tell us why we're here. Message transmission has begun. The signal emanates from Terminal. And we see it, terminal. There it terminal. is, terminal. Yes. I don't like. I don't like the squishy planet. Well, I do wonder, you know, how something like that could actually work because yeah. if if gravity makes planets round, doesn't yes, it? Yes, there's a reason for planets being round. There's a reason you don't get square planets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. gravity pulls everything together, yep. and that's why you get planets around. That's why stars are round. You know. Exactly. Yes. So if you've got something squashed like that 
how does gravity work? Does is is gravity less at the top than it is at the equator, or what? You know. Again, it's 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 one of those confused Terry Nation. Because I think this is this is a definite Terry Nation. Oh, very much so. Because there's not much yeah. science behind it, yeah. is there? This the squashed artificial planet mm. that they're using for some weird understanding of what evolution means. I'd... Again, that there's a fixed evolutionary path. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah. How does it work? Does it is the so on the equator there? Is it are your Stronger days traveling faster? Are your gravity different? And also they they say it's an artificial planet, but then later on. In Rescue, I know we can't hold it for this one, but when Dorian says about the extensive underground uh, parts because it's an artificial planet, and they go, yeah, they've all blown up, the, the crew quarters. So there wasn't that much no. there. No, you do get a feeling it's pretty much all we see yeah. under there. I, I, I thought of an explanation for the, for the shape of it. Uh, and, and gravity. They wanted a weird BBC effect. No, I'm. I'm just thinking. You know, when uh, when you, we go down to terminal, you've got this heartbeat sound. You've got yeah. this terrific heartbeat sound. Maybe that's the artificial gravity machine. Could be. You know, yeah. the planet's not spinning at all. It's got artificial gravity. Yeah. Could be something like that. It's but, a space yeah. station rather than a planet. Yeah, I think I think yeah. These are this is Terry Nation because yeah, there is, is no science. Yeah, this um, is Terry Nation going. We land on a planet. Oh, we've done that before, Terry. Uh, this one is a squashed planet. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, but it's not just the squashed planet because yeah. Zen said it was made 411 years ago. So this yes. is 200 years before the Federation came into yep. existence. It was built by a United Planets scientists. Well, this, this this is again lends credence to that that the civilization that was there before the Federation was probably more advanced. Mm. That the Federation is a step down. So what what caused the Federation to rise up? Was it a war or something? I like the idea of that. That's yeah. a nice idea. Yeah, because the Federation can't make planets. No, these people could four hundred years ago. Well, this was my that th- th- this was the point I was coming up to. It's made by these uh, scientists. It was made in orbit near Mars yeah, and then was dragged somehow, pulled to Sector 6 yeah, sometime in that 411 years. Tarrant knows about it. He thought it had been destroyed, but it hasn't. It's been removed. Now, the Federation, 400 years later, have not got the technology to A, make a planet like that, or B, move it, it, you know? Do you think that the... Tarrant found out in in Space Command, sort of, there was a, a lesson where it was like, weird things to look out for in the galaxy, <laughs> should you see them. Squash planets. Is this Squash on your planet. map? Is Terminal on your map? Uh, on your space map? Let's have a look. This will be riveting uh, listening to, won't it? Someone looking it's on your map. wall, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've seen uh, your YouTube. Sector 6. Sector 6. Uh, I can't even find Sector 6. It's up on the wall, so I'm having to squint at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it All is. Right. It's Galda Prime. I found Galda Prime. All right. What if you find it later? Take yeah, a photo take a and photo. put it on Facebook. All right? Yeah. All right. So Avon goes off to change and meets them at the teleport. It, he's looking better now. Now he's got a change of outfit. But, oh, boy, those gloves. The, oh, the, yeah. The, the, those studded gloves. Oh, good, good Lord. 
It's um, Baben's gloves, isn't it? It is basically, and of course he has them in rescue, doesn't he? At least he they does, keep yes. the continuity in in. in well, there. it's the only thing they do keep the continuity because the planet's not squished in uh, rescue. It, it's not squished, and the weather's completely different. But uh, I don't mind that. I, I, it, the 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 planet is unstable. It um, you know it, it goes it accelerates. You know, so seasons could be you know in a matter of days, couldn't it? Yeah. True. Yes. Yeah. That that does make sense. Yeah. All right. So he's going to fill him in now, right? All right. Now listen. I don't know what to expect or how long this will take me. I'll call in every hour on the hour. But if I miss one transmission, get out of here. What? You mean leave you on terminal? Abandon you? That's exactly what I mean. Keep the ship on full alert. At the slightest hint of danger, the same thing applies. Move out fast. Oh, come on, Avon. Look, we've been through a lot together. We've always been at risk. We've always taken chances. But we've survived because we worked as a team. So what is it you have to do that makes this so different? This happens to be my problem. None of you are involved. But we are involved. However much you like to pretend you're a loner, you're not really. We depend on each other. I wouldn't be alive now if it wasn't for you. And I'm sure that's true of everybody else. So why not trust us? Look, you don't have to give reasons. You don't even have to explain. Whatever it is, we'll back you up. Or, if you want one of your own cold, rational explanations, we can't afford to lose you. Sentiment breeds weakness. Let it get a hold of you and you are dead. I have already programmed Zen. In precisely 12 hours, the ship will set course for Califeron. You cannot override it. After that, it will come back under your command. Go where you want, but stay away from Terminal. You seem to have thought of everything. I have also recorded a full explanation of everything I'm doing. Zen will not issue it until you are in flight. It's very detailed. The only thing missing is the end. Operate, will you, Dana? One last thing. I don't need any of you. I needed the Liberator to bring me here, so I had no choice but to bring you along. But this is as far as you go. I don't want you with me. I don't want you following me. Understand this. Anyone who does follow me, I'll kill them. All right, Dana. He doesn't know uh, what he's letting himself in for, or how long it will take, but he'll report in on the hour. But if he doesn't, there to go. And the others are like, what? (laughs) Leave the Liberator. They're very much... uh... It's not what they do, is it? It's not what they want to do. Well, they can't believe that Avon can leave the Liberator because yeah. that's all he always wanted. You know, Villa knows that. Callie knows that. They were there when he said to Blake, you know, when Star One is finished, I'll take you back to Earth and the Liberator is mine, you know? So so do you think perhaps then that the secret, the huge secret that Blake said and that Serverland set up was that he had found a ship that was more powerful than a Liberator. Because that mm. would be one thing that would make Avon sit up and take notice, wouldn't it? Or he's found some way of getting rid of the uh, Federation completely without a lot of fuss or yeah. something to supersede it. I don't know. I don't so know. I, well, I don't know, because at this point, I don't think Avon's particularly worried about the Federation. They're not really his number one sort of worry are they at the moment no he's no. he's got the super ship they their empires collapsed they never ever go after the federation in season three they stumble across no. the federation or the federation interferes in their plans you know yeah he hasn't got a beef with the federation you've said this before he, he really doesn't yeah. have a beef he doesn't give a stuff about the federation no he's got no sort of political interests has he no no 
So the others, they try bargaining him with him, and they're all good. Um, Villa, especially, I like. I like Villa, you know, because yeah. um, he's he does consider Avon his friend, doesn't he? I think you know? so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's not having it. We have this whole line about sentiment breeds uh, weakness. Get let it get a hold of you, and you're dead. He's thinking about Anna Grant here, isn't yeah. he? You know, he does. I think this is the one he underplays that line a little bit, or the direction slightly off because it. It's quite. It's a good line, and they throw it away. They do throw it away yeah. because he comes back then with understand yeah. this. I don't want you with me. I don't want you following me. Anyone who interferes, I'll kill them. He puts yeah. the emphasis on that, doesn't he? Yes. You yeah, know? and it. I mean, yeah. I. I don't know whether he was just saying that to keep them off. Or not, I don't know. Because mm. he doesn't kill him. When they no. come down, he doesn't No, them, so. no, no, no. Um, so, yeah, he, he's teleported down. The most hideous weather. You can tell they are absolutely oh, bloody freezing. Jeez, that is just horrible. <laughs> Although yeah. it does look colder in rescue. Well, it's you've got snow on the ground yeah, in exactly. rescue, haven't you? You know, um, and it's quite a meta moment because he goes. If this is an example of a man-made planet, you know, you can go back to the drawing board. Yes, yeah. it's bloody awful weather. You yeah. know, where was it filmed? A uh, Purton Hill in uh, in Oxfordshire. Oh right. You know, and as I speak, because that, that that's something I uh, meant to have done for behind the scenes. I know where it's filmed, um, but I thought, ooh, it's in Oxfordshire. Now, where are we going next July, in Oxfordshire. We're go- oh blimey, it is not far. Really? Oh, I'm, 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 I hope my computer doesn't crash as it I've looks, opened. It, it may be quite a trek, perhaps on the Saturday. Well, yes, because where we're going at Steventon, that's to the south of Oxford, and yep. that hill is just slightly to the north of Oxford. Oh. So potentially, potentially next year we could have a, a, a visit to Terminal. Terminal, yeah. And it wouldn't matter if it's a bloody horrible day, because then that's totally in keeping. That would be in keeping. Well, if it's anything like the last uh, maximum power, it was a lovely warm day. Yes, yeah. We have, yeah. We, have, we have to look into that, eh? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Have a little so, bus trip up there. Indeed. Um, so, up on the Liberator, uh, Terence decided to follow him. Yes. and And we get, the. Uh, I'm guessing, our very last look up at the ceiling thing that Tarrant does, where he says, we can't always yeah. get what we want, Villa, as he puts his hands on yeah, Villa's shoulders. I think that's a brilliant line. There's, it, it's weird, isn't it? They've really come together since, like, the, the, the city on the edge of the world mm, yeah. type relationship. And I'm not saying they're friends, but there's some something's happened, isn't it, that they're yes. now... And now they don't actively want to kill each other. And again, no, in, res- no. in rescue, he goes back and saves Taron. Yes, he does. So, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know at what point did I start liking Taron. What's happening? I don't know. You're have to going to go back and listen to them. I think yeah. his, his, his character's gone up in my estimation. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, yeah um, it, it's funny how we reevaluate yeah, these is, characters by studying them. I mean, I guess it's logical. Yeah. Uh, we're thinking about these things far more than we do when it's like, oh, I fancy watching something. I haven't watched Blake 7 for a while and put something on for 50 minutes you know we are looking into these far more than we've ever done before yeah. i think i think we'll it'll be the same when we when we finish blake seven in character and we do downton and abbey in character I yes think we'll, we'll we'll do have the same discoveries yes i'm i'm preparing for that right yeah. now yes Good. yeah i've got my outfit and everything Ooh, yes excellent. <laughs> all right well um 
thingamajig, Avon, that's him. Um, him yeah, yeah. yeah, him. He's off What's across this Purton Hill, uh, accompanied by yeah. that heartbeat. I love that heartbeat good sound there, yeah. effect. It's really nifty. Um, yeah, well, sometimes Blake 7 and, and BBC stuff, it, it ignores the soundscape mm. on a lot of things. But this is really good because you, it, it's so sort of overbearing and, and all claustrophobic at the same time. It's, it's I like the heartbeat. It really adds to it. Makes it alien, really, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's really well done. Yeah. It's a really well done sound effect, that. Yes, yeah. Um, Tarrant and Callie, they go down as well. Yeah. And um, But Avon's nowhere to be seen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's, Tarrant is like, uh, he being, uh, teleports down and he has a quick look around and goes, I've got good news, bad news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just lost him. It's like, you useless. He's lost, bag. yeah, yeah. You, don't, you don't say that, do you, Tarrant? No, no. Um, Avon's got what looks like a green Game Boy. As a yeah, a, I thought as a tracker, I, it doesn't that look like a Game Boy? It does. It, but it this can't must, be this a is Game before Boy. Game Boy. So yeah, I saw it and I thought, oh, they must use Game Boy. No, they couldn't. No, because they couldn't. It, yeah, so this is, I reckon Nintendo saw this episode. <laughs> it could very well be. I know for a fact that this is purpose made. This isn't something that they've you know got off the shelf and painted no. green. Um, because in Starburst, when season three was on there was a uh, an article on jim francis and i remember yeah. and I, i'll have to dig out and photocopy it uh there is a sketch by jim francis for this tracker and it and, and oh, it right. is this exact shape so presumably it's carved in wood and then so clad jim, in plastic yeah jim francis designed the game boy yeah yeah i wonder if he's got royalties yeah, I, th- I think he should start suing he should he should yeah um and while he's got this tracker which is taking him to eventually yep. a pyramid. He's being watched by a couple of people. We don't see them. We just see their, no. like, Blake Seven's version of the macro binoculars. Yes. Mm. Which I, I was waiting for them to move, but of course they don't move. It's in rescue. It's, they it's move. in rescue yeah. they move. Do you remember that? You've got that yeah. long shot of it yes. with that, yeah. the cordless drill whirring yeah. like uh, mad. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, so we only see their binoculars. But yeah, he uses this tracker and he gets to this pyramid. Yep. With a really bad video effect of a purple yeah, I beam. I, I didn't understand what that was meant to signify because he walks straight through it and then it never comes. I thought, oh, it, perhaps it will come on again when he goes past it. Nope, just disappears completely. I think it's just to let the pyramid know there's somebody there because shortly yeah. after that it opens up and yeah. you've got this sphere, haven't you? The most, the most overly designed pointless gps system in history it is daft it is really yeah. daft it's a directional indicator this yeah. sphere um and he's supposed to hold it with both hands but you know him being yeah. avon he holds it with one hand and it tells him off um and to say his name yeah. right it, it's a bit jarring that you've got an american accent for this uh directional indicator we, we, yeah. we're not used to american accents in blake seven are we no it's it's a bit weird i don't know i'm other than it's, it, it does strike me as a bit of a termination time filler scene. I don't mm. see the point of this because he could have just used his hand scanner. He just used the tracker thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he's yeah, you know, he holds it with both hands, says his name is Avon, and it yeah. activates. And I don't know if that's a stick of licorice, but the arrow thing that turns oh, around it's awful, inside, yeah, it looks either like a, a ribbon cable or a stick of licorice. You know, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm not sure what it is. It doesn't. I mean. If you were designing any sort of directional indicator, you don't make the thing that does the direction an inch thick. It's not very precise, <laughs> is it? 
<laughs> oh, it's analog again, isn't yeah, it? Analog, We're still yeah. blooming analog. Um, hilarious next, the way Tarrant and Dana, you know, hide from the man and woman. Yeah. Even though there's absolutely yeah. there's no leaves on any of those shrubberies yeah. at all, you know, and Tarrant's in his like red Robin Hood yeah. outfit, you know. This, and this is uh, they turn up on location after practicing it in a rehearsal room, only to find yeah, all the trees are bare. Where you're supposed to hide, yeah, yeah no rocks or anything. Yeah. yeah, and and now we see this man and woman, and as oh, I said earlier. These terrible. terrible outfits, terrible, yeah. never wear silver in, in science fiction. It's such a cliche. Yeah. You said earlier, well, yeah. no, I was going to say, you said earlier, Mary Quant wigs. Yeah. I, I, I just think Jimmy Savile every yes, time I see yeah. them. Well, you uh, can think of Jimmy Savile if you want to. Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the point. Yes. Yeah. And this, I didn't understand these two characters. Are they meant to be because they're they're acting very naively? They almost they reminded me of the um, the ones in the web, where they were meant to be artificial creatures. Yep. Yes, they, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't. None of the other people we see on the base have got stupid wigs on. Or no, 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 no. One of the guards a, has got a wig. No, no later he, on, oh, one of the guards has got a wig. Yeah. I mean, right here. here here's my big question of the week for yeah. you. Right. Here we go. Who are these people, right? Yeah. The, the, this man and woman, Kostos, who we're going to be seeing later, you know, the other handful of people that are there. Who are they, right? They don't seem to be Federation, right? They're not wearing, no. wearing Federation outfits. Servalan says she's assembled a group of scientists. Kostos calls Servalan Servalan, not Madam yeah. President or anything like this, you know. I was thinking about we've always said that somewhere between season three and season four there is a coup and Servalon yeah. is ousted as president and when we next see her in season four she's adopted this persona of Slea, Slea right yes. but I'm thinking ah hang on maybe between Death Watch which was the story that preceded this and this one the coup has happened right yeah, she's be. on the run she's got a ship which he says is slow and it's been damaged on landing yeah, it's not not a federation flagship it's not a federation right. ship i think between those two stories some time has happened she's been ousted how can i get power back i can get power back by owning the liberator yeah yeah that's right it. so yeah i think she's when we see serverland later on in this story she's not the president anymore yeah, I think you're yeah. right. That that makes sense. Because mm. otherwise, where where are the Federation troops? Where's the guards? Where's just everything else? Yep. yep. So these why, these are just civilians. Aren't yeah. They? Why, if her ship was damaged on landing, why hasn't she called for help? Yeah. You know, from from head office. You know. Yeah, I, I think you're right. She was fleeing the mm. coup, and her one thought is to make another fleet. Yes, because that's how I can fight back yeah. and get the Federation back by a fleet of Liberators. I think there's been a substantial amount of time between Death Watch and this one, you know, because you've got to have all the time for, you know, Avon being beamed the signals as, yes, as well, haven't you? you know? yeah, I think season three probably takes the, the most elapsed time between uh, the first episode and the last episode. Mm. It's got to be, isn't it? It feels like there's a massive amount of time yes, yes. that we don't see. Mm. Mm. All right. Okay. Well, Next, we've got a shot of the gunked-up Liberator. 
Yes. Which is the Liberator really weird, gunked up. Really gunked up. And of course, it is gunked up. This isn't what yeah. they do sometimes, which is where you use a photo of a model and yeah. you overlay it or you airbrush gunk onto it. They really did gunk up the three foot Liberator, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, we've, we've seen, seen, it. seen it. It's in a hideous. They really, well, again, because they thought that was it. Mm. They wouldn't need this model anymore. No. I mean, Matt so, Irvin was yeah. off the show in season three. Yep. So I don't know if he knows just what the hell that gunk stuff is, but whatever it is, it's lasted, you know, yep. nigh, nigh on 40 years, hasn't it? Cause you're you would what? think they would just like cover it in Swafiga or something yeah. you, and then wipe it off. No, this is, yeah, it's, it's still there. It's on, isn't it? It's definitely yep. on. Um, and we also get the old trick, the melting polystyrene tile yeah. trick, you know, which they did in alien for the acid for blood, you know, where you use, I can't remember what it is, but yeah, it, it's, it's ac- a, use acetone, a, acetone or something like that, yeah. which instantly will bubble and eat through polystyrene. Yep. Yeah. Um, and inside we see slime. Um, yeah. Now, which would have been, again, would have been new. I remember slime. This is definitely yeah. the time of slime. Yeah, yep. the late seventies. I remember there was a craze at school. Everybody wanted it. Oh, it's mad, you know. it? What a pointless thing it was. It was. Well, I I always remember that it didn't have much of a shelf life because no. after you played Literally, for it with a while, yeah, um, your, the oil on your fingers and the muck on your hands, it would stop being transparent and just go a yeah. goopy, grey, green, yeah. wouldn't it? And then, and then over a period of about three days, it would dry out. And then it would dry out yeah. and it would be more like Play-Doh or something yeah, like that. It was yeah. rubbish, yeah. yeah. Also, it, it, it didn't have much of a shelf life. So there's a toy, really. I know it's back now, but, but there's no play value in it, is there? No, there like, is no play yeah. value. But yes, I mean, they went out to the shops and bought up as much as they could. Yeah. Somebody on one of the documentaries said, you know, they bought up everything in, in central London. They went to every toy yeah. shop. They went to Hamleys. They bought it all up. It still wasn't enough to actually, you know, just use everywhere. And eventually they resorted to doing, I, I never used it. I never had it. But the second generation of slime was slime with maggots in it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And and what they would do is they would put the slime in, in colanders and try and pick out all the maggots. <laughs> but apparently there are shots in terminal well, I, think that's I haven't seen it where you can yeah. see the maggots in it well yeah. I, that, that's good that's good I like that. that's know? quite good of course now you can make any amount of slime you want the, the recipe's out there isn't it? it's dead the, simple well there you go yeah I, I remember at the school um i was at uh worked at a couple of years ago it was you know make your own slime and everything yeah yeah, yeah. um so what i don't like i mean the slime looks good it's coming in it looks effective I, I can never understand how come Dana and Villa don't notice it. No, I think they, and this is probably a result of the way they used to film it. It's there too quickly. It should have gradually, yes, a little bit here. The audience notices a little bit, a little, bit, and but it's not. It's like boom, it's everywhere. Yeah, and I think that's probably because it took so long to dress the sets with this stuff mm. that it's a case of no, we've got to film it as is. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they're peripheral vision doesn't notice that everything's covered in slime no they don't notice that but villa notices the power drain come and check this for me will you these readings don't seem to make sense what's the problem we're registering very high level discharge from the energy banks that can't be right we only require minimal output to hold fixed orbit and maintain normal systems well i know but look at that we're exceeding our regenerative capacity banks four and seven are drained have you checked this with Zen? I only just noticed it. Zen, report on the status of the energy bank instrumentation. Instruments are reading accurately. Then where the massive power drain? 
Auto repair circuits are working at maximum capacity. Damage exceeds rectification capability. Damage? What damage? That information is not available. What do you mean, not available? Either we are damaged, or we're not. Now, which is it? The continuing malfunction of hull sensors is limiting data for analysis. Operational systems indicate that the damage is widespread, but superficial. The nature of the damage, what's causing it? Unconfirmed analysis suggests unidentified enzyme activity, resulting in molecular metamorphosis. Thank you, Zen. That's a big help. Zen, it is vital that we have more information. Divert all computer functions to total investigation. Confirmed. Minor damage to primary translator unit makes temporary close-down of speech circuits necessary. You will be advised when full function is restored. What's all that about? What's happening? I don't know. But I think it's time for the others to come back. And they asked Zen um, and about it, and he says that the auto repair exceeds his capacity. And like we were saying, Villa is in charge. This is sensible yeah. Villa. This isn't the messing around, put on a persona of a coward or an idiot. You know, he, um, you know, he is in charge. He's asking and, sensible questions. Yeah, as he should be, because Dana is meant to be like a nineteen-year-old or something. And she mm. is, yeah. You know, she, they always keep referring to her as the girl. So yeah, it makes sense for him to be in charge, and he's asking the right stuff because her her thing is immediately to to up the drain of the power, isn't it? And yes. he sort of he twigs it that nope, 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 nope. Yeah, yeah. aim the power where it's going to be used best. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this first bit, when things are starting to go wrong, the translator unit starts breaking down, yeah. and Zen speaks a different language. Do you think this is his actual real language, the the language of the system? I've always took it to be, yeah. Hmm, hmm, yeah. So they go to the teleport bay, and it does look hideous. There's more yeah. stuff now, and that's when they do notice it, because it's got all, like, these, like, festering yes, blobs everywhere. Yes, yeah, and, and they do notice, yeah. And um, Avon's arrived at what looks like a solar farm these days. Yeah. It looks like a solar farm on the top of a, a It does, a, yeah, it hill. looks like some solar panels. Yes. There's a pointless bit. Did you notice it? He hears a noise. He looks around. You can see in the bushes yeah, one of those people. A, yeah. You can see the yeah. blonde wig and the red outfit. He looks away. He looks back. And the person's still there, but they never make anything of it. Yeah. I was I was expecting him to do something. And it's, and it's oh, yeah, that's there's nothing. It's as if he's not seen anything, but they didn't have a shot of an empty bush. No, no. So they went, ah, but, no one will notice. But anyway, this thing opens up. It's a nice design. I like the way it pivots yeah. open like that with these mirrored panels. It um, is compared to the normal sticker uh, something against a hill. This yes, is quite which nice. is what they normally yeah. do. Yeah, that must have cost some money. It must have cost yeah. something to get it up onto the top well, I was of Purton the, Hill. The poor sods that are dragging it up there. Because it's yeah. not like you could just drive a Range Rover up there or anything, is it? I wonder if we went to Purton Hill, if you look closely enough, you'd there. see... Yeah, or, or yeah, at least anchor points where they... Um, yeah, you, you know, anchored it down. Hmm. Do you reckon if you looked in the bushes, you could find that tracking unit that Avon tosses away? Oh, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, or, or, or his little green tracker. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Avon's been. Um, um, no, he goes down, doesn't he? He goes yeah, down he at that point. Down, yeah, yeah, he climbs down. He's still got the sound effects as he's going down. Yeah. Um, and this man and woman, they're outside and they're being watched by Tarrant and Callie and they get attacked by lynx. These things called lynx. Yeah. Um, and Callie says immediately, we've got to help them. And. Um, Tarrant goes, no, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. And yet they're still alive. No, it's alive. not. They're still yeah. alive. They've only just jumped on them. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. They've, yeah. they, they've got their weapons, haven't they? They have yeah. got their weapons. They can shoot the lynx. Yep. Yeah, but it's like, oh, no. No, no, no that's the Tarrant we don't like. Yeah. Um, I don't like these lynx. I don't like the masks. No. They're terrible. 2001, um, they're not. No, they should have stayed in long shot. Every time you see yeah. them close up, chewing at the clothes. Um, no, no, not convincing. It would have been better, I think, as much as it would have been just a typical trope. It would have been better if they'd have been cavemen type. Yes, yeah. Rather yeah. than... Because monkey suits, no, I mean, it just, it's just... It's, like, so cheap-looking. You can... It's very difficult to do a convincing monkey suit. That's... And these are not convincing at all. I, I want that on a T-shirt. There's a T-shirt yeah. quote. Um, yeah, no, no. And of course, by the seventies, we've we've seen monkeys everywhere in every yeah. shape and form. And yeah, it, it, it looks like what it is. Only two thousand and one were convincing in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this anyway, look, yeah, this looks like Stuart fell in a monkey suit, doesn't it? Yeah. Which is what it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Avon, um, he sees our character Costos. Yeah. Um, she walks past. You don't see her face it the first time. She's just wearing like white smocks and white yeah. boots, and she's carrying a tray. Um, and he goes into this room, and you've got these uh, plastic shells of people. Are they the plastic shells of people that were in Ark in Space? There were plastic shells like that. There were, in yeah. There, I there? mean, it could could well be because it's the sort of thing. After going to the expense, the BBC would just keep them, or at least keep a few of them. Mm. So yeah, it could well be. Mm, mm. Looks similar, yeah. It does. I like this room. I like I like all the gadgets and everything. And of yeah. course, on the table, there's a teleport bracelet. Yeah, that's. It's like you get a little thrill seeing that. It's like, oh. I tell you what, the thrill. Yeah. I can distinctly remember the thrill I got, which is what happens next, which is when you see a photo of Blake yeah. on the screen. The patient's condition continues to improve. Life support systems were closed down for ten minutes extra today, bringing the total to three hours. During this time, Blake showed no apparent signs of distress. All prescribed medication was administered. So he is alive. Blake is alive. You know, after loving season one and season two, and then season three... Well, not where they, what they, you they want. They don't even really acknowledge Blake in most of season three, do they? Because no, they're trying to there, build up talent. So. There was there was volcano where there was search yeah. for Blake, um, but but here to see a photo. Okay, it's it's a still, it's a production still yeah. uh, from season one or season two. But to just see a black and white photo of Blake, Blake is back in the show. I can remember the thrill of that. Absolutely, well, this is the, same, the same thrill you'd get when they would occasionally show a a still of one of the older doctors in yes. Doctor Who, and you go, oh, the past yeah. is real. Hey. Yeah. And Avon reads out the diagnosis yeah. uh, on, on Blake's condition, and I love the, so he's alive, Blake is alive, you know. Yeah. You know, just to, Just as for the audience that go, who's that fella? Yes. <laughs> who's the fat Tarrant? That's not Tarrant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he leaves there, and he gets a dart to the hand, 
which yes. no- knocks him out. And you hear Costos say, uh, let it begin. All right. Um, straight after that, we get more of the destruction of the Liberator. It's eating into everything. Metal, plastics, fibres. Just rotting away. Maybe we should try and contact the others again. There's no point. Might have just been a blind spot. Or a malfunction. How do we know? Look at this. There is total drain on three of the energy banks. Maximum discharge on all the others in a couple of hours. We'll have nothing in reserve. We've got to slow the outflow. How? There is a way. But first we must get Zen back online. Zen, this is a priority command overriding all other requirements. Come online. Repeat, Zen, this is a priority command. Come online. The translator units are still on the blink. Confirm. State, speed and course. Computer circuits have now been rerouted and as requested are now online. Zen, I want all the auto repair systems closed down. You can't do that. You've got to. They're fighting a losing battle and burning up the energy banks. Concentrate everything you've got on keeping the computer systems functioning. Maximize investigation and research into the nature of whatever's causing the damage and find a solution. Dangerous structural weaknesses have already... have already... or already... developed in many areas. Auto repair circuits are delaying further weakening. Delaying, not halting. I want all-out computer effort on investigation. If you can come up with an answer soon enough, we might still have enough power left to start getting things working. Confirm! Confirm! Confirm. It's eating everything. It's going Um, badly up there. I don't like... It was fine on audio, but Villa says it's eating everything. Metal, ceramics, plastic. And he scrapes some off. And it's clearly not eating anything. No, the it's surface just it was on. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, um, and it's it is it's the real villa again as he gets Zen yeah. back online and uh, Zen goes back to speaking English and Villa asks for all repairs to be halted, and yeah, yeah Dana objects. You can't do that, and he's like, we've got to. We're, we're fighting a losing ba- battle, and he wants everything directed to analysis. Yeah, he wants to know what's causing it. And yeah. how they can combat it, rather than just, he, yeah, he he wants to stop the water coming in the boat, rather than just, yes. you know, try bailing, bailing out, it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Zen is faltering now, and I yeah, can clearly so remember. I found this upsetting. Yeah. This whole I, everything I with Zen it to now. You the other night, wasn't it? I do. Every I get time, choked yeah. up. I mean, it's a yeah. very silly thing. I mean, he is yeah. a he's a screen, but he is a true character, Zen. You but know? this 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 shows you because with Gan, I laughed. You go, <laughs> whereas mm. with Zen, and I and it's it's the fact that a it's like you say it's a true character. But Gan was character. I think it's the way it's done as well. This mm. is portrayed as momentous, and the other characters are responding to it. So it's like Villa's selling this. Mm. Michael Keaton's selling this. Oh, totally. You know. And it's amazing, and it is. I like I say, I I always blub a little tear when Zen goes, but I don't. I don't even do that. I mean, Blake, the the episode Blake, I can happily watch mm. 
dispassionately. There's pathos yeah. Yeah. to oh, Zen yeah. as, as Zen is, 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 yeah. is dying. Yeah. Um, Orak, of course, can't help. Avon took the key. I don't yeah. know why. Why did Avon take the key? Okay, did they I think that, that Orak would help them locate Avon? Is that what it's all I think, about? I think so, yeah. Mm. Or I think it's his ultimate bargaining chip then if, if they... Because trouble is this... I, Avon, when Avon says, oh, leave me at the beginning, I, I, that, that, that's not sort of Avon behaviour, is it? He would want a backdoor away. Yes, yes. You know, and I could see him keeping the Aurac key so that if Tarrant said, yeah, okay, I'm going to leave you, on the planet, Avon could go, yes, you, you, yeah. you're not going to get very far without this. Yes, indeed. Indeed. All right. Well, it's at this point where Tarrant and Callie get uh, jumped by the links, don't they? And we yep. have this little uh, tussle on the hill. Um, and then they go down. Uh, it's uh, nice to see that Callie puts up a better fight than Tarrant. Yes. That made me <laughs> smile. I enjoyed that. Um, and while this is happening on, Avon's being treated in a sort of machine that they used on Blake yes. in the way back, isn't it? Yeah, it's it? like a mine yeah. Yeah. thing. Um, I'd like to mention Mark, our, our friend Mark here, because it was Mark who, at maximum power, suggested that at this point, while he's being mentally conditioned, yeah. as uh, Serverland says it, there's also put into him uh, an order and an instruction, when you ever do encounter the real Blake, you must kill him. Yeah, and uh, I think that's a really, really, uh, you know, way of explaining the events of the last few seconds of the very final story that Avon couldn't help himself. He's been conditioned to do it. Should the real Blake ever appear? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a nice. I see. I don't see that his behaviour is in any way inconsistent with how Avon would behave at that point. Yeah, but I, I think, prefer yeah. it. I prefer the idea that Avon, that, yeah. you know, is can't help himself and he's fully aware of what he's just done. And I suppose that's the, yeah, it's, it's the difference in the personality of do you want to believe that it was against Avon's wishes or are you, yeah, I, I can see Avon killing him because he thinks he's betrayed him. I suppose it's, yeah, either, either way works fine. Yeah. But yeah, it is a, you, you could... I mean, you could also say that at this point, doing this is what scrambled Avon's brains yes. for him to become an idiot. You know? Yeah, and then all of season four is his yeah. further decline, isn't it? His mental yep. decline. Yeah. Or he's actually <coughs> still in that machine. All of season four is his fantasy. When At the point where they say, bring him out and let's match the continuity, he was still in there. And all of season four and the rest of this episode is... Avon dreaming. Well, there's a nice thought. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because a lot of what happens now from this point on, on you know, um, you could explain that it is part of this conditioning because when he wakes up, yeah. he sees this dark mark on his hand yeah. and he doesn't seem to think, why am I on a table? Where is everybody or anything? He just starts walking off trying to find Blake yeah. again, you know, but that could be the conditioning, you know? Well, it could be that, I mean, Avon's probably in his lifetime been drugged knocked out and woken up on strange tables a fair bit <laughs> good point good point yeah and he wanders off and finally there he is he finds yeah. Blake well you certainly took your time finding me there didn't seem to be any hurry anyway I always said I could manage very well without you must have been so dull having no one to argue with 
Well, now, there were times when your simple-minded certainties might have been refreshing. Careful, Avon. Your sentiment is showing. That's your imagination. Now, are you going to tell me about this discovery that is going to make us rich and invincible? I'll take you to it. You mean after I get you out of the mess you've got yourself into? Just like old times? Not that easy this time. The lightning raid snatch me from the jaws of death isn't on, I'm afraid. Taken off this life support system, I wouldn't survive for more than three or four hours. We'll have the whole thing duplicated on the Liberator. No good. I wouldn't survive the teleport transfer. They calculate it'll take at least three months before I can start to move again. That's a treatment timer. They'll be here in a few minutes. They'll find you. It seems unlikely that you'll be moving far. I know where to find you. I'll be back. Um, shot on film. We'll yes. exp- explain why it was shot on film in a minute with no walls. You don't see any walls. It's all yeah. black. It's just a table with Blake on it and a pyramid machine next Do you know, door. I think, I think it works better on film, all black, because otherwise it would be Blake laid on a table in a studio and it, mm. it would have been cheap. Yes, true. Um, so I'm okay with that. It, the biggest shock to me as a kid was he's got a beard. Yes. I don't know. For, for some reason, I seem to I seem to have the opinion that you couldn't you couldn't go from no beard to beard back to no beard easily. <laughs> that's See, like that, yeah. you're, you're you're showing the age you were when you yeah. first saw it. I mean, did you have the same feeling when you uh, saw Blake with a scar in the very last one? No, I, I think you accepted I that, that. Yeah, I accepted that. But beard, beardy Blake. Mm. Yeah, it was weird. I can remember that. <gasps> It is him. He is in it, you know. Oh, it, it, it was such a thrill. And this is a great scene between the two of them, you know, Paul Darrow and Gareth Thomas, you know, this this banter between the two of them about, you know, you took your time and, you know, you don't seem to be in any hurry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And Avon asks about this discovery, which, which is going to make us rich, yeah. us rich and invincible. Not you, not me, but us. So what was in Avon's head that it, possibly could be that that would mean that he could have Blake back in his life. I still I don't understand. Well, I say I wonder if it was, I mean, was it a more powerful ship? Was it a way to do something with the Liberator? Because there's not, the Liberator is what Avon wants, isn't it? It's not, yes. he's not after money particularly. No. He's not after power. I mean, he, he actively doesn't want to be in charge of people. So, yeah, th- th- this is what I can't get my head around. What yeah. is what possibly could he imagine it would be that he could would give up the Liberator and a life yeah. with that crew to go off with Blake, who he is told who he's, he's already said he hates. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, what yeah, is the I don't lure? know. I don't know. Uh, but, but whatever it is, Blake doesn't say. He never at any it, point says yeah. what it is. Perhaps it's uh, it was actually it wasn't to Avon it was to Paul Darrow, and it was a, a season at the uh, at the uh, Royal Shakespeare Company. Mm. If you can't come with me, you can come do proper acting. <laughs> but he says he'll take your own him beard. To it. Yes, grow your beard. Um, he'll he'll take them to it. He yes. says he, he'll take them to it. Um, 
but he can't be unhooked from the life support system. This this snatch from the jaws of death isn't going to happen. Um, it's going to take three or four months. Yeah. At that point, wouldn't Avon say, well, I've got to wait here three months, have I? Have I got to go away and come yeah. back in three or four yeah. months' time? I'll pop back for you, mate. I'll yeah, yeah, I'll come, I'll come back in four, four months. Got, yeah. got other things to do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really clever because this is all Serverland's fantasy. Mm. And it's really clever that, the, that she sort of works out the, the one thing that will have Avon give up the Liberator. I mean, she's wrong because he doesn't. But she thinks she's got it. So, yeah, I'd love to know what it was. Hmm. Mm. But anyway, he's knocked out again. He, he yes. says, I'll, I'll be back. I guess he yeah. thinks, oh, I'm going to go up to the Liberator for four months. Yeah. But, he uh, said he, it before the Terminator as well. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, but he's knocked out again and yep. um, and treated again, overseen by this Costos. You see yes. her. She's um, very good, yeah. Very she's very good. Mm. Yeah, she, she all the way through has got this little smile on her face. Yeah. She's enjoying her work. Yes, yes. Yeah. That smile... She reminds me of. Do you know who Nina Conti is? The name rings a bell. But... She's Tom Conti's daughter. She's a ventriloquist. Right. She's got oh, a right, monkey. No, not. Well, she has. <laughs> yeah, she has. Yes, yeah, uh, and and she she's has. Link. She's got a link. A little. Oh, that's a nice yeah. connection to something I'm going to talk about soon. Um, but no, she has this little smirk on her face, and it's yeah. very much like Costos here. All right. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention. But she injects him to wake him up. That uh, yeah. seems a bit jarring now to see somebody being injected on, yeah, a, we're so, on, on, on a show. Well, we're so used to like hypo sprays, aren't we? Yeah, we would have. Yeah, yeah. we should have had something like that. Yeah. You know, she a Star that, Trek one, a Doctor McCoy yeah. one. She does that. Uh, Every time that anyone injects someone on telly, it annoys the hell out of me because where they, they lift it up and look at it. Well, no, they do. They do that where they they stick it in, but there's no there's no resistance. Oh, if I see. If you ever jab yourself, I yeah. jab myself regularly. Yeah, there's there's a fair bit of resistance, and they just go whoop in, yeah, whoop out. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. and then they look at it. I don't know why they look at it. Yeah, they always. I mean, it's to show the audience it's a needle. Yeah. 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 Oh well. All right. Well, he he's woken up and uh, yeah, got to keep the continuity as you say. And he's taken in to see Serverland. Avon, how very nice to see you again. You look well. No, no, actually that's not true. You look rather tired. Why don't you sit down? Thank you. It's less painful than being knocked down. Have my people been treating you badly? Oh, I do apologize. I shall reprimand them most severely. You may go. You don't seem surprised to see me. If it was a trap, it had to be yours. The precise planning, the meticulous detail, the general flair, who else could it be? Thank you. That you of all people should appreciate my work is very flattering. I thought it might be. Mm -hmm. I must admit that when I started beaming messages to the Liberator, I was worried you might not believe them. I didn't. What convinced you? When you transmitted the recording of Blake's voice, Zen did a print analysis and confirmed that the voice could be genuine. On the strength of that, I had to follow it up. I never doubted you would. What about the others? Were they convinced? I told them nothing about it. You were afraid they might not want to help you find Blake? On the contrary, I was sure that they would. But they can get a little over-enthusiastic, a little careless. So rather than let them walk into what might be a trap, 
You decided to do it all on your own. How very noble of you. I thought so. Of course, it had nothing to do with not wanting to share Blake's mysterious discovery. Nothing at all. <laughs> well, let me reassure you. You weren't entirely misled. Blake is alive, and if not well, at least on the road to recovery. More important, he is my prisoner. Naturally, I wouldn't expect you to take my word for it. So you may see him and talk to him. I already have. What? Your security is not very efficient. You were supposed to be held in close custody. It's not very important. Um, and Avon yeah. says he knew it would be Servalan. If it was going to be a trap, it had to be her. Yeah, I mean, no one should be surprised at seeing Servalan at this point. The surprise would be if it was a different villain. But also, I mean, you know, back then, you know, the only information behind-the-scenes information we had on the show was the Radio Times, and her name yep. would have been in the cast list, so you yeah. know that Servalan's going to be in it. Yeah, he didn't believe the signals that were being beamed to him until they started transmitting Blake's voice. Yeah. Now, obviously, so, that isn't Blake's voice. It's a it's a restructured yeah. voice, but Zen says it could be real. Yeah, it, it could It be. wasn't. Yeah, because mm. that's something to sort of uh, risk your life on, isn't it, when your amazing computer says... Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's uh, let's do it then. How is all this done? How do you beam a signal to the Liberator if you don't know where the Liberator is? Uh, well, they managed to beam a signal into Blake's brain when they didn't know where. Oh, that's a good point you as know. well, yeah. And that's all a right. much smaller thing to find. <laughs> now, now. Um, Serverland knows Blake's got a discovery. And again, yeah. it must be the condition, conditioning that Avon doesn't go, how do you know he's got a discovery? You know, and smells even more of a rat. Yeah. Um, and she acts surprised when he says he's already seen Blake. She says, I'll, That's I'll, a nice I'll, little I'll touch, that. Because yeah. that does, that reinforces uh, Avon's conceit, doesn't it? Yes. So he's like, ha ha, I got one up over you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very, very clever several Your planet, security really is not very clever. secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and she wants to swap Blake for the Liberator. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Tarrant and Callie have found that first room with the plastic shells in it. Yeah. Um, I do like they start recognising bits of... Uh, this is very yeah. suspect. So Tarrant, yeah. Tarrant the Blunderhead, knows a voice yeah. synthesizer and vocabulary yeah. uh, bank. And Callie knows what a visual image structurizer looks like. Yeah. How does she know what really... They might as well have said, God, it looks like a piece of equipment you'd use to put fantasy images into someone's brain. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit... And it didn't really, it didn't really lead to anything, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, so they could have just had them go, oh, some medical equipment. Wonder what that's for. Well, they could have just found the teleport bracelet and gone, yeah. ah, is this Avon's or what? You know, and then yeah. carried well, on yeah. with the search. That would that would have been good, wouldn't it? If if Tarrant would have picked up the teleport bracelet and says Avon's been here, and Callie picks up and says, this isn't Avon's. Hmm. This is Blake's. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really good, wouldn't it? That would have been a lovely little bit. Yes, but instead we get this nonsense. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, at that point, that's when Dana uh, manages to contact Tarrant yes. and uh, lets him know about the problem. And uh, and as she's doing that, here it is, um, Villa's talking to Zen. Oh. Stage, course and speed. Blake, Kelly. Confirmed. 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 Standard by five. 
Dysfunction of computer banks. Seven, nine, and four. Recircuiting. How long, Zen? Incalculable. Whilst in zero gravity fixed orbit, the ship will remain viable for some hours. And if we try to move? The extreme structural stress of propulsion would probably result in disintegration. Dysfunction. Dysfunction on computer banks three and six. All resources now concentrated on maintenance of teleport facilities. I... I... have failed you. He never referred to himself before. He never once used the word I. I... have failed you. I am sorry. I... He's dying. Zen is dying. Best scene. You got to do this in full. It, it, it will be in full. I mean, superb. Peter Tudnam. You know, yeah. You, you know, everybody loved him, and and you know, they always you know praise him. But oh, this scene, this scene, yeah. him and Michael Keaton. Considering yeah. he's stuck behind the set in a little black room with a microphone yeah. and his script. You know, this whole. I love the way he he's he mentions Blake, doesn't he? Zen says yeah. Blake, Callie, and he's just incoherent to begin with, isn't he? Yeah, it's sad. It's like someone that's brains going. It is. It's very similar to um, Hal when Hal yes. Nine Thousand yeah. is having his brain yeah. removed. Um, but yeah, Mike, Michael Keaton just absolutely sells this to the audience. The look on his face, the tone of his voice, the tone of his a voice. Superb bit of acting. Yeah, this. How long Zen? Yeah. He says yeah. to him, and he says incalculable. But basically, um, if they stay in fixed orbit. They should be all right for some time, but if they try moving, yeah. well, they've had it. Yeah, the stresses will yeah. destroy the ship, which is again a very, uh, a very rare usage of how much stress is put on anything yes. when it's trying to like break orbit. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And and here we go. The I have failed you moment. Yeah, you know, oh, I am so sorry. Sad. You know, and 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 then Michael Keaton comes back with the you know. Um, He's never once used the word yeah. I before, you know? And he's never referred to himself before. No, no, and and he's dying. Zen is dying, yeah. you know, and oh bloody hell. I've got I've I've got yeah, goosebumps got, now. <laughs> I have I've I've got a lump in my throat already. Yeah. All right. Okay, so well good. come on, pull ourselves together. Yeah. Uh, uh, we can get through it. We can get through we, it. We we can get through this, yes, yeah, yeah. Because Servalan is offering the deal, right? Yeah. All details of Blake's treatment have been programmed into the computers. There are ample supplies of all the drugs and medicines he will require. In approximately three months, he should be well enough to move. The space vessel I used to come here will be at your disposal. It's rather old-fashioned, slow, but it will take you where you want to go. Are you sure you've covered everything? I don't think there's anything I've missed. There's a light beam voice link directed at the Liberator. You'll contact the ship. Tarrant, Callie, and Dana will teleport to this location. Villa will stay on board to operate the teleport to bring me up. You have my word that he will be teleported down to you immediately. I have control. It's a very reasonable contract, Avon. You have your lives, Blake, and transportation out of here. And you have the best ship in space. The pattern 
for a fleet. You really think you can duplicate the Liberator? I've assembled a team of scientists who are sure they can. In fact, they've staked their lives on it. And with a fleet like that, I can unite and rule as nobody has ever ruled before. What if the crew won't obey me? Oh, I don't think that's likely. I have Blake. I have you. Call the ship. Blake and the others will stay on the planet for three months, right? The others come down. Uh, they can use her ship to leave. Um, and she's going to use the Liberator as a template to yep. make a ship, uh, a fleet of the ships. Yeah, I do like Avon's line there. And it is, um, would you bet your life on it? And Silverland goes, well, I've got a team of scientists who literally have uh, bet their literally life on have. it. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> want to, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... and she says, don't she's yeah. she's in gloat mode. She says, I yeah, knew you'd yeah. do it. I knew you wouldn't let Blake down. And he says about his death and mine might be limited, uh, might, might be linked, linked in some yeah. in some way. Yes, and and calls the ship, says to Villa, do what I say and do it immediately. Go and keep going. Yeah, all this is great except for the fact that Paul Darrow knows that Servalan is going to hit him on the back of the head, and, he, and yeah, he, you can see him. His eyes flutter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> starts blinking like mad just before she hits him on the back of the neck. Yeah, it's the same whenever there's a gunshot in the studio. You can see people start to do that that eye flutter, yeah. (laughs) Um, And the other two are brought in just before, um, you know, she she is just about to kill him, you know, you fool, you fool, and she's just about to kill him. And that's when Kostos calls out Servalan and Tarrant and Callie have been captured. Yeah, well, her, her convoluted plan... Oh, pardon me. I'm not yawning because of the episode. <laughs> um, her convoluted plan has failed completely. So, but then Tarrant comes in, and she—you can almost see it crossing her face, going, "Oh, ah. the idiot one." <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, Dana is sent down. Um, yeah. Why does she that... come down with a gun drawn when she knows? That, yeah, that was my next question. Yeah. Why has she got a gun? She knows yeah. what's yeah. what the situation is. That'd be also rubbish. she knows that even if they hadn't took the gun off her, she wouldn't have killed Servalan. She's failed to kill her on eighty three separate yes, occasions. Yes, yes, yes. Oh dear. Um, so yeah, she she's sent down. The bracelets are taken off, and yep. Servalan says goodbye. That I think concludes our business. You said there's a ship that could get us off here. There is. Perhaps I've exaggerated just a little. You see, she was rather badly damaged when we made our landing. But I think with some months' work, she could be made spaceworthy. Just about. What about Blake? Ah, yes. Blake. I owe him so much. After all, it was he who brought you to me. We made a deal. You promised me Blake. Blake is dead. He died from his wounds on the planet Jevron more than a year ago. I saw his body, I saw it cremated. Blake is dead. I saw him. I spoke to him. You saw nothing, heard nothing. It was an illusion, a drug induced and electronic dream. We spent months preparing it. We recreated Blake inside our computers. Voice, images, memories, a million fragmented facts. When I was ready, I started sending you the messages. Seeding the idea in your mind, I was conditioning you. And you were my greatest ally, Avon. 
You made it easy because you wanted to believe it. You wanted to believe that Blake was still alive. Let it go, Avon. One final thing. As you know, this planet was designed to help our scientists watch and study how life first developed on Earth. The experiment was more than successful and has led to some highly unpleasant life forms. Do be careful. We have met some sort of primitive humanoids. I hate to think that they were our ancestors. Oh, but they're not. The planet's evolution was massively accelerated. It developed through millions of years in a very short time. The creature you saw is not what man developed from. It is what man will become. And I've mentioned before, this is my favourite Serverland moment, when Avon says, what about Blake? You promised me Blake. Yeah. It's all a lie. Um, yeah. You know, she's lied about a ship. And is she lying about Blake, though? Yeah, you know, I think so. I think she's she's lying all the way through. I mean, it depends whether Blake we see in Blake is Blake or Blake's clone that we see in Blake. I've seen in fiction that, yeah, the one that she saw cremated, she's not lying about she saw Blake cremated. Yeah. He died of his wounds a year ago. I saw his body. I saw it cremated. See, I'm not, <laughs> we're perfect on this blooming thing from listening to it so much. But there has been, you know, speculation. She's not lying about that, but that was the clone that was off with Rochelle. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't. I I think she's just lying. But the Blake here is an illusion. Yes, you know. And Paul Darrow is appalled when she says Blake is dead. His face falls. Yeah. You know it. Ah, oh, yes, it was all an illusion. And she says about you were my greatest ally, Avon. You know, I was conditioning you. I was beaming you the signals. Blah blah blah. And you believed it because you wanted to believe it. You wanted yeah. to believe that Blake was alive. You know, and then she says about, you know, one final thing, um, you know, this planet, it was massively accelerated. And we find out that that is what mankind will become. Mankind will yeah. re revert to savagery what, on all the planets all at the same time or what? Yeah. Well, again, th this is this strikes me as a termination line because A, it serves no purpose to the plot. So it's just filler, which Terry loved his bit of filler. And B, is this strange termination idea of how evolution works mm. that it's a ladder and that you can speed it up and slow it down and you yeah. can, and it's bollocks it is yeah. it is oh well anyway so there we go um also we know what we know what people will eventually become little puppets yes little big headed puppets <laughs> with mustaches that look like colonel sanders yes yeah, yeah. exactly all right well she costos and two others go up yep um Immediately, Costos knows something's wrong. Yeah, the look on her face. She's got like, a look on her face. Yeah. Servalan doesn't see it. I think no. Servalan is just blinkered. She's got the liberator now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can, it's almost beyond belief, but you can sort of justify it that she's in a moment of euphoria, so yes. she doesn't. But by God, she must have been thinking, that dirty crew, the minute Blake's gone, <laughs> dirty people. Yeah, she is blinkered. I mean, yeah. if she is the deposed. Um, Serverland, she's yeah. finally got what she needs to actually come back, and she says, "I'm I'm off to the flight deck. Get rid of him," and yeah. uh, which is Villa, of course. And I'm thinking, Costos is one of these people where we've said, you know, they seem quite slight characters, throwaway characters, but they are very important because yeah. Villa says, uh, 
can I take this? And she's like, what are you doing? Oh, and Villa lies and says, oh, yeah. it's a piece of art. It's a sculpture. You're not going to let me leave it. And she says, yeah, all right. But if she had said no, yeah. they would have no ORAC in season four. Yeah, but then I suppose they would have found some other way around it. But uh, it's it's nice that because she's not a military person, she's not Federation, she's a normal sort of person, you would go, yeah, all right, I don't care. What's, what's it to me? Mm. Yeah. Because what, what it means is that Servalan being the the convoluted, uh, you know, uh, paranoid person who just hasn't told her everything. Mm. Otherwise, she'd have said, "If you see a box lying yes. around, yes. <laughs> that's called Orax. Uh, that's pretty important. Hold on to that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's Serverland's fault. It is all right. But okay. again, Villa saves the day. He does save the day, and he's mm. teleported down. I don't mm. know how Costos knows how to work the teleport. No. Do you? No, I, I don't know that. Unless, um, unless the coded messages to Avon included. Um, Tell us oh, about the, the teleport. Um, remind me again how... <laughs> <laughs> yes when you when you arrive yeah. can you just uh yeah but that um, that would be perfect of course because if avon said but blake you were on the ship for two years you must know blake could have gone yeah i got jenna to do it mm, yeah <laughs> never did it myself <laughs> that is a good point did blake yeah. ever work the teleport well it, i i no, i don't know even in the first few episodes he i don't it's no, usually it him that's being teleported down up, yeah. yeah yeah but anyway villa is teleported down um, Servalan arrives at the flight deck again. Doesn't yeah. notice the state of the place, and we get the classic Jacqueline Pierce yeah. thing. Maximum set cause for power. maximum power. Costos is there with her. If I'd, if I'd have, I mean, if I'd have been making this show, it wouldn't have been very successful. But I'd have had Costos go. I'm here. Who are you shouting to? <laughs> yes. But again, how do they? She says switch yeah. to manual. How do they know yeah. to switch to manual, manual. and uh, maximum power? How do they know to get to maximum power? But you're not supposed to think about that, no. are you? Yeah. And we get close-ups of breaking parts of the Liberator. Uh, I, one of, I, well, actually, I've I've got an idea. So we know that Talon is a, a you know a bit narcissistic. I reckon that on his Instagram account, he's been <laughs> he's been posting pictures of him. At the controls, pressing the buttons. You know, here's me pressing the the forward button. Here's me yes. pressing the thing. Here's me operating a teleport. Yeah. and they've just studied that. I it's all his fault then. It's all talent's fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so yeah, that the, the, they start moving off. Villa says, you know, they're moving off. They're starting to break up, and it does break up. Yeah, we have close-ups. Yeah, we have one of the pods comes yeah. off and starts spiraling away. Um, I'm every- so glad. I mean, I'm not because of the damage to it, but I'm so glad they blew up the model. Rather than just superimposed uh, an mm. explosion of a different ship. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. The, the, the Space 1999 wave, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one pod comes off and spirals away. Everything starts going Lovely. wrong. Um, Servalan finally realizes something's up as everything starts blowing up on the flight deck. Of course, they thought this was the end of Blake 7, so they are yep. blowing everything up oh, for yeah. real. They they're, are destroying it. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Yep. It's just it's painful to watch. Yeah. Servalan runs to the teleport bay. Yeah. Somehow she knows how to, you know, put a time delay on the teleport and teleports. Yeah. Don't, don't know where she went yeah, to. Yeah, where did she think she was going? There's only terminal there. Um we have the destruction of the flight deck next. Yeah, the, the whole yep. floor. <laughs> yeah. They've tilted up to 45 degrees, and that's Kostos sliding down and screaming as she dies. Yeah. Um, Zen, yep. Zen fuses. That looks to me, that doesn't look like that's superimposed. It looks like the, the, 
the ball that was Zen is yeah. actually, you know, set light well, to. Look, yeah, it looks like they've put fuse wire, you know, uh, explosive cord uh, behind it because it, you suddenly see the cord and then poof, it yes. goes. So, yeah, I think that was the actual set going up. Yes, I think so too. Which yeah. is, a, when you think about it, that would have been a one-shot deal yes. if that had gone wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that's it. I mean, the Liberator then blows up. We yep. have this big explosion. Um, everyone is, you know, down on terminal is watching it. They all file out, glaring at Avon. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Bill, I really glare. He, he, he does. Gives him a, gives he, him a he leans close of, to glare. Yeah. Doesn't he? <laughs> and Avon turns round, walks towards the camera, smiles. The yep. end. The start of Avon's madness. The start of Avon's madness. Yes, yes. So, and that's how it was supposed to end. Um, yeah. That was the end of Blake Seven. Does, does part of you wish it had have ended there? Well, we wouldn't have got Sulin. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we, take it back. Yeah, we wouldn't have got the real Blake, yeah. a proper Blake. No, back I suppose that's it. We, for, for all its faults, there are some really good bits in season four. Yes, but if it had ended here, we wouldn't have got Space Rats. That's true. Yeah. Oh, it's a sweet it's a seesaw, isn't bittersweet, it? Bittersweet, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you know, when we do our Blake episode, you know, the story yep. of Blake, we'll talk about, you know, how this was actually meant to be the, yeah, end. the end. And as the final credits ran, everybody found out it wasn't the end. But we'll talk yes. about that when we talk about season four, yeah. do a season it's, four wrap-up. Yeah, it was meant to be the terminal episode, wasn't it? Yes, yes. The, the play on the title. Indeed, indeed. All right, so, all right, well, um, we'll talk about, you know, the making of this. But before yep. that, I thought what we would do, we did this with Star One, as that was the last story of season two. We had a little talk about the making of season two, and I thought we would do this for season three season here three. And, and, and season four when we do the Blake story. Um, so, yeah, a little bit about season three before we get into the thingamajig. Um the third season, very much like the second season, went into production before the one before it was even shown. So they actually started coming up with ideas and notions for season three before season two actually was aired. Yeah. Right? I mean, that so, was standard BBC practice, wasn't it, for serialised Yeah, you had to have a long shows. play in yeah. because you've got to hire directors yeah. and writers and, you know, costume designers, etc., etc., etc. When Gareth Thomas, during season uh, two, said... I'm thinking about leaving. They yeah. actually did consider recasting him, yeah. uh, which I didn't know about. How would you have been if you had had another actor playing Blake in season three? I mean, we might have we might have ended up with like the Travis Mark II situation, where you got someone brilliant. But I don't know. I think it would, I think recasting peripheral characters is one thing to recast the central character in anything other than Doctor Who or James Bond where it is a separate thing I don't think it would have worked right no but what they could have done is that Blake had a terrible accident and he comes back as Shivan that sort of look <laughs> yeah because then it could be absolutely anyone anyone yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah 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 but it, it was when Sally Nivette said uh, sh- she was going too. That's when they yeah. thought, oh, this is going to be a bit too much. All right. Yeah. And the plan was that Terry they Nation... They couldn't afford two planks of wood. No, they couldn't. No. The plan was that Terry Nation would write a few scripts. Okay? Yeah. And the, the initial story structure for season three is the first half would be the search for Blake. Okay. Yeah. So the, say the first six stories would be the search for Blake and round about story six, they would find his grave. 
and he would be emphatically dead. And then the rest of the season, I don't know where that would have gone. Okay. I don't know, it was weird. Because, again, when Terry Wogan was doing his Bring Back Blake, uh, I at least once, might possibly a couple of times, he interviewed um, uh, Gareth Thomas and went along the line of, it's a stunt, isn't it? You're coming, you're mm. back. And Gareth Thomas was, no, no, I've started my new play. Mm. No, I'm definitely not back. And it, the view at the time was very much the, this is just stunt. Yes. It's just a publicity yeah, ploy. Yeah, a publicity stunt, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other story arc that was going to be in it was this uh, this captain, Yeah, you know, who who would replace Blake, um, quite old. That would have been interesting. Yes. You you have said before it would have been nice if Travis had joined the Liberator yeah, crew I and he would have been like happened. a Doctor Smith type. Well, apparently the, the very first idea of this captain would be be that he would be a federation captain yeah. you know eventually i mean yeah. that that distilled into tarrant um who defected after the galactic war and at the end of season three it would be found out that he was working with serverland all yeah. along and he was a traitor okay so that'd be quite good i think adds yeah. another dimension to it yeah but they got tarrant they they, they watered it down they got they Ended got tarrant, with tarrant. and we got tarrant um and they decided not to do a story arc across, you know, multiple stories yeah. because um, they were easier to manage if you had standalone stories. You yes. didn't have to worry if this one wasn't in time, you could bump it up the schedule and put it in later and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, um, which makes perfect sense. Yeah, Paul Darrow was um, very much against the shift. Well, if we haven't got a Blake, we need a hero. Let's make Avon the hero because he always saw Avon as an anti-hero who wouldn't have wanted the responsibility of making the decisions. Yeah. You know, and which is he, again, he's. I think that's spot on for his character. Doesn't want to be in charge. No, no, and he's got the Liberator. He's got what he wants. Yeah. Why, why, why jeopardise it by you know going off on silly adventures? You know, yeah, um, yeah. The actual look of the show changed because you had different costume designers you had different effects people but again what we were saying about season two was different from season one because social changes were happening um yeah. and changes in the media was happening and it, season three is a very good example because changes in the way casting was done um uh came in so you were starting to have more working class and regional yeah. accents in dramas and you were having more non-white actors appearing in important roles which up yeah, until I, the late 70s you really didn't have no i think people don't realize just how far we've come from those days isn't it mm, yeah yeah also uh, matt irvine as i said matt irvine and andy lazell they left and they were replaced by jim francis and steve Druitt. Yeah. Who both felt, oh, okay, we're the new uh, effects designers. Uh, we're going to give a shake-up of the design. So that's why yeah. you've got these rather naff organic looks to some of the ships, like the turd ship. Um, Which, you, you, again, you can understand someone new coming in would want to do their own things. Mm -hmm. But I think this is where now you would have a, a more powerful showrunner that would say, no, you're being brought in to carry on. Hmm. Any any change is going to have to be small because we need to fit. Then it was like, oh, yeah, whatever, yeah. do what you want. Yeah. Um, out of all the directors that had worked on season one and two, only Via Lorimer, he was the only one to come back. Right. So you had all new directors now. So that, that, that again, affected how yeah. the show was and how it looked. Um, it went back to its Monday evening slot. Um, season two had been on a Tuesday, Tuesday. but it went back to Monday. 
And as they went into production on season three, it seemed that it was going to be the final one. Um, Jan Chappelle had said she wanted to go, as I said, supposedly after she had seen the ant spider from Harvest of Carlos. <laughs> That's the thing that made her mind up. Um, David Maloney, the producer, wanted to leave because uh, he wanted to work on the... They were bringing back When the Boat Comes In. And okay. he, he went on to do that. Um, and I think shortly after that, so that's when he did Day of the Triffids as well. Um, and a lot of the cast were happy with it ending because they were happy with what they had done and they wanted to go out on a high. Yeah. Mm. And also, I mean, actors get bored, don't they? They want to yes. move on to new stuff. Yes. And also they wanted, oh, okay, we're going to finish this show. We want to end in style. So that's when they talked to Gareth Thomas's agent. They negotiated bringing him back for the last one. And also the idea very early on was to destroy the Liberator at the end because yeah. then it, it's final. It's finished, you know, yeah. And it's over and done with. Yes. Right. So that's a little uh, uh, recapping of season three. We'll talk about, you know, Terminal now. Uh, it wasn't called ter- Terminal eventually uh, uh, originally it was called finale <laughs> that would have been a bit on the nose wouldn't it it would especially if the planet was called finale as well yeah the planet finale that wouldn't have been uh, a good name for a planet would you that would have been tempting fate wouldn't it unless it was spelt like ph it was spelt yeah. in a strange way and in with a, a hyphen in the middle well, yeah. yes yeah yeah um and as we say you know the uh, the script um villa seems more like the original villa and, yeah. and, and not the clown villa. But there is a, a, a missing scene from the beginning with the uh, Space Monopoly uh, where he was supposed to fiddle with it um, to, to, to make it so he will win, um, and it blows up. Yeah, I'm glad right. we... So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad that was cut out. As I say, uh, filmed in Purton Hill in Oxfordshire, yeah. which we may go to. Uh, there yeah. was something else nearby as well. Because I there when was it was maximum the, power last year, I thought yeah, or wasn't maybe it the on the ru- Sunday. The, the ruins that Kasabi's daughter. The That's the one. She went to. Yep, it's the one where where Gan and Blake yeah. went. So yeah, maybe on the Saturday if we we're up there in time, we yeah. could uh, have a little pilgrimage to a couple. of We places. didn't have any spare time on. We didn't that time. Power, did we? Uh, next too year. much to do. Next too year. Much to do. Yeah. Right. So uh, that ball, you know, the talking yes. ball the directional indicator. Yes. Uh, I say it, it, it's odd to have an American voice um, in Blake seven. And the man whose voice that was, was a man called David Healy. Do you know who David no, I, Healy is? Uh, I don't know. I might, I perhaps if I saw a photo, I might, but he's a rather was... portly gentleman. Okay. Is American. Cause, yeah. Cause he sounds like the, the token American that was in a lot of shows, sort of black hair, Yes. Uh, slightly, before Mac McDonald sl- became the token wavy. American. Yeah. Yes. He, he looks almost... He, look David up. Healy. He's almost like... A, 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 he looks a bit like David Jackson, in fact. Um, I've got some I of think the it things might be he's the been in. Well, I've got Evidently, David Healy is a footballer. Oh, is he? Yeah. No, no put David Healy actor. Because I definitely recognise the face. I've got some of the things he's in, but he's mainly known for doing yep, voice that's work. Him. I know him. Yeah, You've seen it. him. That's who I thought it was because he's got that very, very recognisable voice. Yes. Um, he's he's oh, he's been in tons of things. I'm trying to think what I saw him in recently. I think you've seen yeah. him. You might be remembering him from Diamonds Are Forever. 
because he's, oh, right, yeah. he's in that. But he, he was a voice artist on a lot of Jerry Anderson stuff, right? Right. He, he did a lot of the guest characters in Captain Scarlet and Joe 90. He was in UFO. He was one of the UFO, uh, one of the shadow guys. I remember him from that. He was in Supergirl. And uh, I like this. He was in Labyrinth. He was the right-hand door knocker in okay, Labyrinth. The yeah. part he was born to play. Yes, yes. So, yes, that was David Healy, okay? Um, we said when we talked about the Deep Roy, uh, um, on the Deep Roy episode, about how Stephen Pacey injured Deep Roy. Yes. And, and Deep Roy played a link, and Stephen Pacey actually broke his collarbone. Do you remember? Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember you saying he'd injured him. It was yeah. this in the fight, was it? Well, no, it's not in the fight because I thought, oh, that would be interesting. When we watch yeah. Terminal, yeah. which of those links is Deep Roy? Because they didn't look very small, did they? they didn't They're look... not small. No. I'll come to the reason why Deep Roy would have been in it. But before that, we'll get to the accident. All right. Right. And this is uh, a quote from the director of the uh, story, Mary Ridge. All right. Yeah. So here we go. This is what she said. Uh, we're broken for a tea break, and I was talking to my PA, Pauline Smithson, when I saw this piece of fur flying past my head. We stopped in mid-sentence and said, what was that? And it was the little furry link. While Pauline went to pick up the link, I went to Steve and said, what did you think you were doing? He told me they were just rehearsing, but he shouldn't have been working without the stunt coordinator, Stuart Fell. All right? Yeah. Steve was upset. He's such a big, powerful chap, and Pauline never stopped teasing him about it. Have you thrown any small furry animals today? Actually, the reason I think he flew so far was because he tossed him down downhill. So it was helped by gravity, and we were standing part of the way down, as partly way way down the flight path. It looked like a little furry helicopter going by. <laughs> okay, now, Aww. so you're thinking, Deep Roy as a link. Right? Yeah. That's why he didn't appear in it, because during rehearsals, he broke his collarbone, so he was is shipped off. Is he meant to be like hospital. a child, Link, or something? Well, here we are. This is Stuart Fell, all right? Finding out. This is the explanation. Stephen had to dispatch two of us, Gareth Milne and myself, and they thought it would be nice to have a tiny monkey nipping around. He wasn't supposed to get involved in the fighting, and I don't think Stephen appreciated that he was only supposed to be there walking through the scene. <laughs> so for some, some bizarre reason while Just, that fight goes on you're meant to have a little link walking past walking and that through. would have been Deep Roy yes what bizarre that would have been and then Tarrant tosses him down a hill so he's <laughs> Tarrant the tosser well we thought that a lot yeah. <laughs> well here's confirmation yeah. yes wow. yes what a Actually, bizarre should... little scene I think that, uh, yeah, Mark, there's a there's a little <laughs> scene to be drawn up here. Well, this is what made yeah. me smile when you mentioned about, you know, when I said about, um, you know, Nina Conti and her monkey. Well, here's the monkey. <laughs> Can you, <laughs> was... Yeah, the, oh, perfect, yeah. Can you imagine, though, that, like, saying that story at a party afterwards? How did you break your collarbone well i was tossed by stephen pacey I, I was tossed what? off a hill yeah, by yeah. stephen pacey wow, stevie that, pacey yeah. yes stevie oh, pacey yeah. tossed me off <laughs> yeah he tossed me off a hill I, I <laughs> yeah. all right okay he was Let, spanking that monkey wasn't he it? was spanking he was spanking and tossing the monkey yes yeah. oh good lord all right move on move on um, move on quickly yes the meeting between avon and blake was on yep. film because it wasn't filmed in the studio. It was filmed no, on location. It was, 
somewhere yes. near the theatre that it was Gareth a, Thomas was. Well, no, it was nearby Purton Hill because they were on oh, location right. for Purton Hill, and there was a nearby church hall. Okay, so that's yeah. where they filmed it. They just blacked out the hall, they put the props in, in comes Blake, um, and they did the filming. Now, yes, Gareth Thomas has got a beard, and that's because he was appearing in Stratford with the RSC yeah. at the time, and he played Orsino, who has a beard. Okay, um, they had a bit of trouble filming the first couple of takes because the scene was filmed after lunch. And lunch had been in the pub, which is opposite oh the church hall, yes. And every time, you know, he got into his little smock and laid down in his life support unit, it's like, oh, excuse me, need to have a wee. So they <laughs> keep stopping because he had to keep having a wee, right? Um, has your DVDs got all the extras on it? They have, well, it's got a disc of extras. Yeah, well, yeah. in there you've got this uh, thing with the teddy bear. Um, the scene, it's an outtake, and it's basically... Um, Paul Darrow corpse him because he's doing the film with Gareth Thomas and yeah. all of a sudden Gareth Thomas lifts up this little teddy bear <laughs> into shot which yeah. cracks him up and that's because they have worked out Gareth Thomas and Paul Darrow the reason because Avon is so cynical was that when he was a child his teddy bear was stolen you see all right. so they brought the teddy bear out yes yeah, it's on the DVD extras. I'll have to yeah. watch that. Yeah, I don't know if it's on. If it's on YouTube, I'll I'll put a link on Facebook. Yeah. A link. Um, carry on. I said I was going to link, and then you went off. Oh, very good. I thought my my terrible pun was. Uh, yeah, very too much good. For yeah, no, no, yeah, it was too much. Um, yes, uh, Gareth Thomas's scene, right? Yeah. With with um with uh Avon, I don't know how 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 much he was paid, but it lasted ninety six seconds. Well. Of screen time, Blake in this story, yeah, it's a good scene. I do like it. Oh, it's a lovely scene. All right, uh, next quote is from Jim Francis. Okay, about the actual uh, destruction of the Liberator. Um, yeah, he says this is from him. We really wanted to go out in style. We picked up our ideas from films like Alien and chose this sequence to try them out, as well as blowing up the ship for real. We made miniature models and dropped them on a black black floor so they exploded upwards we then superimposed these bits onto the big explosion i don't know where the big model ended up because it was so well made it had to be cut up into pieces it, it was too well made to explode and it had metal rods running through the center of it we used the smaller ones for the explosions so yeah that explains why the liberator although it's in a bad state the three-foot liberator it, it is survives, in sections yeah. yeah yeah because the actual explosion one um, you know, the final explosion isn't the three-footer. It's a smaller model of the yeah. Liberator blowing up. It's, it's handy that they cut into sections because it means that Matt can fit it in his car boot. This is, yeah, this is very true, yeah. yes. Um, Avon's smile at the end was an ad-lib from Paul Darrow. Oh, right. Yes. And and a lot has been read into that smile. What does that smile yeah. mean, you know? is it is he smiling because he knows Blake is dead and therefore he doesn't have to feel any more guilt? He's been killed by somebody other than himself, or what? You know. I just think it's one of those things where, when everything's gone wrong, you you either laugh or you cry. Yeah. And I think Avon's thing was to laugh. What else can go wrong? Well, of course they. Apparently, Stephen Pacey didn't know that this was going to be the final ever, <laughs> no ever one. Him. Nobody told him. But 
Paul Darrow does. He's the last person you ever see in this yeah. very last story of Blake Seven. The camera's on him. He turns the camera. He walks towards the camera. Of course, he's going to smile. It looks cool, doesn't it? Yeah. And I think had it been the last episode, no one would be questioning that smile. It would be, what a brilliant ending. Yeah, that, only, that, yeah. That reeled it, they, they would read everything into that smile. Yeah. It would have become an enigma, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Lasting over 54 minutes, this is by far the longest episode of Blake oh. 7, right? Um, season 1 averaged at 51.34, okay? Season 3, 50.89, and Season 2, 50.32. The season with the shortest episodes was the final season, which averaged, averaged at 49.03. And there wasn't one story in Season 4 that was over 50 minutes. That's uh, small mercies, I suppose. Yeah, when you're talking space rats, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that's that. So, Costos, we've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes. Um, we barely talked about Costos, and there still ain't much to go. Um, no. All I've got <laughs> is the actor is somebody by the name of Gillian McCutcheon. Okay. Right. Uh, she must have been very young in her first genre tally uh, thing, which was the Avengers in 1961. She was in an, wow. in a um, Ian Hendry Avengers. Blimey! It's yeah. the same actress. Same. I'm sure, it's the same actress. Yeah, no, it's definitely her. Yep. And uh, and Blake Seven. That's all she's done. Because she doesn't in a look that way. old. I'd only put her in late late. She 20s. must have been a child. Yeah. She must have been a child. Oh, it could in be, of course. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I've got wow. for Costos. So it's just as well we talked about season three. It was. And the well, this was all. Story. This was always going to be one where it wasn't necessarily about the character because there aren't really that any interest in. Well, if if we didn't do Costos, characters. we would have had, had one of the two in the Mary Quant wigs. And yeah, or the link. In it much. Or the link. the link. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's us done for today. Yeah. All right. Bye bye season three. Bye bye season three. You right. were. Patchy but enjoyable. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like one of my jumpers. True. Yes. Yeah. All right. So next week we're going back to main characters. All right. And yes. we're, we're going to talk about somebody we just said goodbye to. We're going to say goodbye to Zen next week. So but, goodbye, Zen. Hello, Zen. Yes. Um. But I also thought, you know, seeing as we're talking about Zen, we would also talk about the Liberator as well. Yeah, Zen and the oh, Liberator. Where, where does one end and the other begin? There is a topic mm. of discussion for next week. Zen yeah. and the Liberator. Can Zen leave the Liberator? And if so, what does he look like? You know, is he like, is he that big ball with a load of spiders' legs behind it and he scuttles away? Or oh, that'd be funny, yeah. Yeah, have a think about it, and we'll talk about that next week, all right? Nice one. All right. Well, thank you, listener. Um, yes, thank you. Yes. So, If you're yes. still listening, of course. It's been yes. a long one. Well, this, as I say, the, the audio clips are lengthy. This is going to be another two hour plus. So, yes. yeah, yeah. And last week we had Travis, and that was over two hours. So, yeah, get your decorating done. That's what we say. Yeah, I reckon you'll get a lovely meal out of this one. Yeah, a three-courser. A three-courser. Yes, yes. All right. Okay. All right, Ian. Brilliant. See you next week then. Right. See you next week. Right. Thanks, Bye. 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 Bye.